0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo.
3: Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle.
2: Welcome to the latest edition of the Palazzo Podcast. This is our first annual Bozo Fest! That's right. It's a way for everybody to come together in the fantasy baseball community and talk about what to expect to happen in 2022. Opening day eve is here. And by now, when you're hearing this, it's very likely that opening day has begun. So we wanna get as much on the record as possible from as many different voices who are willing to come on our show. We hope you enjoy this because it took a lot of effort to bring all of these people together for one absolutely stellar podcast. And we think we did a hell of a job. So get ready for a doozy of an episode for the Palazzo Podcast as we bring you the first annual Bozo Fest.
0: Take it away, everybody! Holy shit, look at all these assholes here on one show at one time. We already started with one, two, three, four, five different people in the broadcast. Welcome to Boza Fest 2022! <laughs> Woo! Everybody! Hey, hey, Looks like I'm... That looks awkward. Yay! <laughs> Welcome into the show. This is just whatever it's going to be. Never tried this before. I gave the link out to as many people as I could think of. If I didn't give you the link for some reason, that's my bad. I did not mean it intentionally. I just kept spamming it to as many people as I could think of, and then I spammed so much that Twitter cut me off, where it was like, <laughs> oh, this looks like spam. You can no longer message people. So it's nothing personal. Get your ass in here. Find the link. I've got the shrimp boat captain himself. What's up? Mr. Boatlock. <laughs> What's up, Graham?
4: No, I mean, I'm in doing a draft. Just Mr. and Burns at 7.
0: Oh, Corbin Burns at seven. Excellent. Uh, we got Joe Gentile. Joe, I have not seen you in forever. It's great to have you here on the show and you popping in, man. How are you doing?
5: I'm good, man. I'm just uh, hiding, hiding. Uh, I haven't actually drafted a fantasy team at all this year, so I got really? my first draft. I have my first draft coming up uh, tomorrow. So.
0: No shit. That's
5: what's up with that. What's the what's the story
0: on that? Why is that the case now? You just
5: um. So less fantasy baseball, and I'll show you a picture. Less fantasy baseball, more baseball cards.
0: Oh shit! You're getting into the trade game. Okay, I see you working. I see you working. Uh, we got more to talk to. Mr. Doctor is here, Mike Carter, the legend himself. He is right on cue because we might have a deal going down with Taylor Rogers to San Diego.
6: Oh man, that would be really intriguing. I've been I've been working all day. I I I was at school and working, and then. I taught my graduate class from 6 to 8.30, and I'm still in my office at work hanging out with you guys for a few minutes until I have to go home and put kids to bed and then fall asleep probably face down on the couch.
0: So Hell yes, dude. Thanks for joining us, Mr. Doctor. We love you.
6: Thank you for inviting me. I
0: appreciate it. Are you kidding me? I mean, that's a no brainer. Wow, dude. Uh Matt Goodwin is here. Matt, welcome. Hey. You've never actually this is actually your debut technically on this show, is it not?
7: Yeah, I believe so. Thank you for uh for spamming my Twitter. And uh I came just to see what this is all about. I figure it out from uh from this side of the booth.
0: Who the hell knows? Of course, uh the legendary Rick Poundstone who is not on camera.
8: Welcome to the show, Rick. Mr. Gopher, it's nice to uh, finally meet you and speak with you. And I, I have to credit you—you uh, you do a lot of amazing audio production, much like myself. And I just heard that new uh, Richard Pryor uh, drop that you just played there a moment ago from the uh, the slap incident. So, uh, good job! It's good to be here with everybody, and I'm excited for I'm excited for baseball, everyone.
9: Keep my wife's name. Out your
0: fucking mouth! <laughs> yes, that's oh Richard Pryor. Goodness. That's right, Rick. Well done. Well done. Uh, it's great to have you, Rick. This is also your Palazzo debut. And Ty! Ty is here from the Dinger's Pod. What's up, Ty?
10: What's happening, boys? How we doing? I'm in a similar boat as Mike tonight. I've I've ran through the office. I played 36 holes of the simulator golf. And now I'm here, and i got to jump to record hours after this. Ty, you look boys? like you're ready to play poker. Hey, you know what? When you go toe-to-toe with Robbie Baseball, you have to be able to bullshit. So that is what I'm an expert in, and that's where I'm going to activate.
0: Sweet. Hell, yes. Dude, this is awesome. Uh, Shit, I don't even know where to start here. Let's go back to Joe. Joe, you're not drafting this year, but who is a player right now? Give it to me. A player that nobody's talking about, or at least very few people are talking about, that will be basically somebody that's rostered on
5: 15 teamers at the end of the year. Oh, do I do I say it? Do I say it, shrimp boat? Do I say, yeah, it, Mister Captain? Uh, man,
4: you're you're clear to launch. I'm clear. I'm clear to launch.
5: I think season starts. How about NL NL Rookie of the Year, Cooper Hummel? I oh. didn't see that one coming. Oh, wow, I'm put, I'm putting the odds uh, once once Bet GM actually puts his name on the bet odds. I'm putting some uh, money down on that NL MVP or not MVP, sorry, <laughs> Rookie of the Year. You know what? Give him MVP too. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> wow
0: holy shit yeah that definitely deserves a wow dude damn wow dude uh, cooper Hummel, why
5: why why give me one reason why um he walks he hits the ball hard he drives it dude i know i don't think people paid attention to how good his minor league season was last year i think he hit like i can't remember off the top of my head but like 280 with like a 400 obp and hit, was on pace for like 25 30 home runs he, he's very—he's a very solid, safe pick, at least is what I'll say. And the Diamondbacks seem to like him. Um, okay. The, the other—the other guy we were talking about today that I really like, who I don't know, it's going to be up to if he gets a chance or not, is Joe McCarthy. Um, he absolutely mashes the ball, and he is a monster human being. His forearms are about the size of uh, both my legs put together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Victory lap
0: certified. There it is. We're locking you in for a victory lap already before it ever happens, Joe. I like it. Uh, Mr. Doctor, I know you have a busy life. You have a son who plays baseball that you coach. You also write about baseball. For those that don't know, he's a bullpen guru. Uh, Mike, what is one player that we should pick up now who will get us at least 20 saves this year that maybe we don't know about? That you don't know about? Well, you
6: know, I think that's that's a tough question. I I, I think the... The Cubs' bullpen is one that kind of looks interesting to me uh, in terms of, you know, potentially uh, Rodriguez being the guy that could be the guy there. They don't really have anybody that's got a super amount of talent. Uh, Rowan Witt really kind of had the job we thought by default. Uh, I don't think he's going to hold on to it. His skills aren't that good. David oh. Robertson is older than me. Uh, is, uh, not a good role for a closer. <laughs> there are not too many of those Jamie Moyer types hanging around, right? Um, Are you Michael I, Givens? Are you Pearl Givens? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, he did a pretty good job in Cincinnati last year. You know, the guy that I always talk about that I think is going to get a lot of saves this year once he's healthy is Lucas Sims from Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, really? And I'm really interested in watching Seattle because I, I think the best arm in that bullpen is Andres Munoz, but I don't know what kind of an opportunity he's going to get. He's the guy that I'm stashing all over the place if I got space for him especially with the injury to Giles now, especially with the injury to Casey Sadler, it opens up a real nice opportunity for him to dominate there. So, those are a couple guys that I would be kind of, you know, earmarking if I had an opportunity to stash.
0: Mm-hmm. Anybody disagree or agree with what Mike says? Just say it. Go say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Never disagree with Mike. Oh, it's I'm very easy <laughs> to
6: disagree with. Ask the people around me. They do it all fucking day. Hey
5: No one else, then. Is that a Rick? No, uh, do you I, disagree? I'll, I'll, I'll agree with him on uh, Munoz. Munoz is a hot dude. If he comes back healthy and stuff, he's going to be good.
8: Uh, hmm. Mr. Gentle, uh, I appreciate what Mr. Gentle said, and uh, it's always good to, you know, if a, if there is a hot dude out there, uh, like the Munoz, I <laughs> uh, acknowledge that. So I I appreciate both of those men's opinions. <laughs>
0: Well, I love hot dudes, so I would love to see more hot dudes available, as always. That's important to me, that everybody gets represented and everybody gets a chance to party. This is all about having fun, but learning something at the same time. Rick, who is your go-to, number one, can't-miss player this year, possible MVP lurking in the weeds?
8: Well, I'll tell you right now, um, this one's very much lurking, and it's strange because a pitcher usually doesn't get... From what I hear, the most valuable player. But you know, I gotta go, Trevor Bauer. Um, I don't know where he's gonna be or where he's gonna sign. Uh, but I think I, you know, I could see him going to that sneaky Devil Rays club. I don't know if anybody else thinks that that, you know, like they don't care. They just got rid of that uh, Meadow Sopran or um uh austin meadows and uh you know they don't care they'll do what they need to do to win and that's where i see mvp uh bauer going
9: Tours. you've
8: been drinking rick <laughs> oh i'm still sober tonight uh oh. me and the wife are just here having a couple of white castles and uh yeah i'm just happy to <laughs> see all these smiling faces and be here with all of you tonight and i appreciate the invite Go Tigers.
0: Yeah, I'm happy that Austin Meadows is in Detroit now. I haven't drafted Austin Meadows anywhere. Uh, Ty, you're you're like one of my Tigers guys, even though you live in Canada. How do you feel about the Meadows deal?
10: I like it. I I, I saw somebody posted this uh, the other day about the left-handed pitching in the AL Central being really limited. Uh, it certainly helps Meadows. I mean, it's not the be-all, the end-all with us slowly moving towards a more balanced schedule overall. But I, I don't know. I, I think a guy that can hit 30 in that park makes the Tigers better. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the reality. I, I like it for them. I like the reality is they don't really have a solidified first baseman, and I think that could be the play there. I don't know that it's necessarily a defensive ad. I think he squares up at the corner by the time we're all said and done.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's better than Victor Reyes. There's no argument here. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, Matt Goodwin, how much does Meadows' value go up for you now that he's in Detroit?
7: Uh, I, I like the move for Meadows. I, I, I mean... I I like the move better for the opportunity that it, it creates in uh in Tampa Bay for Lowe. I'm real excited about about what he could he could do and and the opportunity that he's going to get there. So I know that's not the question that you ask, but that's the answer I'm going to give.
0: Matt, you can say whatever the hell you want, however <laughs> you want it. This is the Palazzo <laughs> Podcast, of course. Two L's, two Z's on this show. Rick, I don't know if you're familiar Utah. with how we do things here. Hit me too. That's something we say a lot. So Rick, you could say two L's,
8: two Z's. Go for it. Come on, Rick. Uh, two, uh, to, uh, what? To, uh, two L's, two Z's. Yeah! I knew you could do it. That's my man right there working it hard. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate your participation.
0: Uh, yeah, huh. the wife, very supportive. She's always, she's probably, next to Danielle Salinger, maybe the finest, most active wife in the fantasy baseball community as far as partnership goes. Uh, Leanne hates baseball. She, she doesn't hate it. She just give a shit about baseball, so she doesn't really engage with me in my but fantasy baseball directly, world
6: directly and she is a very cool lady you are a very lucky man she's wonderful i met her in arizona at first pitch
0: that I is true
6: see. she definitely is oh you my said. wife has no idea what i do so um she doesn't care she's, just, <laughs> she's glad that i'm not speaking to anyone in the house when i'm engaging in fantasy stuff her famous quote all the time is you're good at fantasy because you're no good in reality
0: I think Katie Carter is right on that one. (laughs) That's a good one. I like what I'm hearing. I want to meet her. That's way overdue, by the way. I need to meet her. Uh, JBM's commenting here. You guys can all comment in the live stream. If you want to ask any of these faces a direct question, this is your opportunity to do so. Good evening. I came across your podcast just the other day. Great content. I'm new to fantasy baseball. Third year, second full year coming from the Mount Rushmore State. All right. Fucking Dakota in the house. How about that? pretty sweet
6: it's better than being from <laughs> illinois
0: nobody knows when to talk because there's too many goddamn heads on here so i'll continue to direct the traffic it's a lot easier uh fish boat fish boat fish boat boat lock he's drafting right now so he's kind of consumed with his current draft uh i would like to ask joe who i haven't seen him forever joe at this point in the season is it really possible to get any edge going into the first week right now? Cause nobody really knows what's going to happen, but there's so many rosters that have been drafted. I've got 20 rosters that I'm staring at trying to think, Hey, should I pick up this guy right now? Can you drive yourself crazy overthinking the pickups here with the waiver wire now being available for most fantasy leagues?
5: Oh yeah. I, I think uh, <clears throat> you can especially get too cute with it. Uh, I think in years past, i often had my guys that i was set and dead locked on that i wanted and uh it really hurt me i i remember uh oh what was it 2019 i i uh i decided that i was certain peter o'brien and pablo reyes were going to hit that year they're going to be starters and be just fantastic underrated players and uh yeah that one really hurt me i also the other guy there are three players reyes O'Brien and Dylan Moore. Now, Dylan Moore had a good 2020, but it was, uh, it it really hurt my rosters not having like good depth pieces there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Right now, this Taylor Rodgers deal could be fucking things up for everybody. So if that happens, I had Taylor Rodgers. I drafted him back in October, in fact, when I did like my very first draft after the season ended. And I was thinking he would be the closer, but I remember some people telling me he might get traded. And now whoever said that to me, could be right. You know, One thing I going. love in the
10: first, first week, too, guys, uh, head-to-head in points, five-out guys, trademark pending, right? Garrett Whitlock's, uh, Garrett Richards, those guys, free wins, right? They're going to get little extra innings like mini starts, right? Those are great ways to sneak some extra value in that first week. Love that stuff.
4: Mm-hmm. Colin McHugh?
0: Gar-
10: oh, Jalen yeah. Beeks. Let's keep it coming. Those are those are the guys.
4: I'll say Garrett Jaylen Richards Beaks. kind of
5: scares me. Yeah. Um, I think Captain was in the oh. message with Ryan Vanasio, and I was messaging him while I was at spring training. Garrett Richards was pitching to, I think it was a high A team, and he ended up giving up, I think, eight runs in two innings. That's hot. <laughs> that's not I was good. like,
7: that's not what you want.
10: That's. I that's,
5: was like, holy smokes. <laughs>
10: you know, you know what I actually like for him end of season. I think he closes and saves the most games on that team.
5: He could on Texas.
10: Yeah. Like, he's got the Frisbee, man. Like, that place, right? If you can just come in and throw the hammer, right? And he's never done that. Like, he's never been isolated to that in his career. Like, I, I love him for that transition
5: this season. He's just got, I mean, his his fastball so weird because it's, the spin direction's almost like straight noon, and so you think yeah. it'd be high rise, but it, it works more like a sinker than a force team, and I'm like, I just don't understand it. I gotta get like a one ballpark
10: plays too right like he's got the ballpark advantage there as well right so like i i just think a really underrated piece because everybody has that what did he used to be mentality instead of what mm-hmm. can he be that's so i love those guys we call him t post type right like that's that's the guy that we love to bite on
6: <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's big a time cool big time <laughs> there's a lot of different possibilities that could end up working out there i've drafted richards in a couple of places too I'm in a I'm in a reliever only league, and I drafted him with one of my reserve picks. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, this guy could really kind of come on, come into his own there. I mean, if his only competition, Greg Holland, is another closer that I think is older than me, so I mean, this another <laughs> wow, situation. wow, dude. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's wide open. Jose Leclerc is laying there in the weeds too in a
0: couple of weeks.
6: You know, so who oh, no. knows? man? Yeah, agreed.
0: Well, hey, we got a new member, though. We got to say what up to Lip Cheesecake. Art is in the house. Welcome to the show, Art. Me, Tyreek, Matt, Mike, Triple Captain, and Joe. You know all these fools, probably.
11: I- I know a couple of these people. They've been on our show, that's for sure. Glad to be here. Glad to uh, to kick off opening day. Seems like uh, I, I got to get on a stream the night before opening day every season. It's going to become a new tradition for me. That's <laughs> and awesome. I hope we I hope we break the record. How are we doing on, on our record? Do we know what the record is for most analysts on one episode at one time? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we do.
0: I don't think we have an official record keeping on that. But you know, it's still early. Who knows where this thing will go? I know a lot of people that I hit up are drafting tonight. Obviously, Graham is drafting right now, mm-hmm. but there are several people doing... Uh, there's a main event that's going on right now. I believe Bloomfield was in that, and maybe somebody else, and then and some other big money right leagues. Now.
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can I ask... You know? uh, this is Rick Poundstone. Can I ask the uh, the Cheesecake gentleman, where did the nickname come from? And um, now I guess that's pretty much it. How'd you get named Cheese... Cheese Steak? cheesecake cheesecake Cheesecake. yeah it's my rap
11: it's my rap alter ego which which came about from uh, someone on twitter said your rap name is lil plus the last thing you ate and it happened to be cheesecake so i've been dubbed little cheesecake ever since then and 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 i think it fits i I think it's it sticks (laughs) i love it I love it,
0: Rick. You gotta get to know Lil' Cheesecake as much as you can. We got a new guest, another one, the king himself, the ombudsman of fantasy baseball, the one and only baseball pods in the house. Let's give it up for the man. We love you. It's so good to see you. I haven't feel like I haven't talked to you in a while, so I'm really glad you came on the show. I'm I'm here for the bozos.
2: <laughs> well, well, thank you for joining the first annual Palazzo Podcast
0: Bozo Fest. There you go. That's a greeting just for you, Chris. Uh, actually, you're just in time, Chris, because we have a question. I want to hit this question up about Mickey Moniac. This is from Anthony Fedora. Is he a starter for the Philadelphia Phillies this season and an over-under ballpark on games played? We'll start with you, Chris, then we'll go around.
3: No. He's not a starter. That's- <laughs> and He's going to play 50 games.
0: There it is. That's a... Is there something you don't like about him? You think spring is all bullshit? Is that basically what your contention is?
3: Yeah, I think the, I, I think he'll, I think he'll be fine, but I think he's uh, he's already proven that he. I, I'll be surprised if he's more than what he has shown so far, which is not to be an everyday starter.
0: Fair enough. Uh, let's go over to cheesecake.
11: I, I'll give him more. I think he's got a, a role on the bench, so he'll get some time getting some at-bats. I'll give him 75 games. I don't think he's going to become a starter, though. They've signed a lot of players for that team this offseason.
0: That's true. Uh, Herrera will be back soon. Odubel Herrera. What about you, Ty? Mickey Moniak? I'm going to be the
10: leader in the clubhouse on this one. Uh, I'm a Moniak guy. He fits the team post-hype profile in a very significant way. Uh, if, if this is one thing. Like I know it's like spring training doesn't matter. Spring training does matter if you're watching like not stats. Right, And this guy's learning how to hit. He is learning how to be a great hitter. And guess what? He learned how to hit for power. And what very few people notice is he hit a bunch of them in the last week and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and where did he hit them? Oppo gap. Uh, anytime I get Oppo talk about over lefty stick, let's go. I'm there
3: all day, every day.
0: Wow. wow. Okay, Ty is Hi, not – you're, gonna, you're not fronting,
3: man. man. It seems like <laughs> Ty should answer the first part of the question, which is all about him.
10: The best part is, though, is I've got the U.S.-Canada border, and ain't nobody getting in
0: right now up here. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm joining the crew soon, man. I'm yeah, going to yeah. be there. Get ready. We're going to go to a Jays game. We're going to get the whole Canadian crew, Graham, Zach, everybody. we got a lot of people to get together for a game. I can't wait to do that. But, hey, Ty got on the record, and that's what we're trying to do here live on the first annual Bozo Fest from the Plaza Podcast. Flawless victory. Let's go over to Rick Poundstone. Rick, what do you got?
8: Uh, I've never heard of the, uh, the Moniac, but what I got to say is the phillies they've got a lot of bats. They brought in a lot of big boys and, uh, they're going to mash. I think, you know, I'm just going to let a cat out of the bag. This is probably something we're going to talk about, you know, later on tonight. I think this Phillies team goes all the way to the big dance. I think this Phillies team goes to the world series. Nobody gives a shit about defense anymore. And everybody's acting like it's <laughs> going to be a big deal and all oh, they won't be able to catch the ball defense doesn't matter phillies uh i'm gonna say it they're going to the world series this year yes
2: yes 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 yes
0: i don't know about that but uh i've heard some rumors about that defense seems to matter in the playoffs a little bit more i seem to recall a guy named trent grisham a couple years ago a mistake was made yeah. may have been costly i mean they still won right but yeah, yeah. you know yeah uh let's go over to matt goodwin mini yeah. mickey moniac are you buying uh, I, I think he's good.
7: I just, I don't see where he fits in. Like, like everybody else has said, there's, there's so much uh, talent on that team. They went out and they built a roster. Um, I, I'm going to dodge your question and, and answer it the way I want to. Again, like I did last time, that's my thing. Uh, the one thing that I like the most about the news is uh, him being really kind of uh, upfront about his journey and his path and, and talking about journaling and um, how that, that kind of exploration and that, that self-awareness uh, he's given that credit for his success. So um, I'm rooting for him because I, I I like that a lot. I like when people are, are open and honest about that sort of thing. I think it's really important for people who have that stage to, to talk about that stuff. Um, I just don't see where he's going to squeeze in the, the at-bats on a consistent basis with that lineup.
0: Well said, Matt. I completely agree with all that. In fact, uh, you and Jared Perkins have your own show where you talk about that regularly. What's that called again?
7: Uh, that would be the Baseball Project podcast, and uh, yeah, we're we're doing a little figuring some things out, but uh, hoping to come back strong. And the focus is mostly on on the humanity side of baseball the you know the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, and and talk about you know those types of things because they don't get talked about all that much, and so trying to shine a light on that. And uh, you know, the more people that hear it, hopefully, the more it gets talked about.
0: Here here. I'm all for that. I know the next guy, Mr. Dr. Mike Carter can absolutely get down with that. Mickey Moniac, you buying it?
6: Well, I think, you know, the hard thing I think here is the is the at bats. But here's here's the thing that I'm intrigued by. Uh, he's a 23-year-old guy, he seems like he's much much older than that. He's got first-round draft pedigree. Somebody saw something in him long way back that made them think that he was going to be a guy that could be a contributor. Now the problem is, is that they're kind of stacked in the outfield right now with a bunch of guys that can hit and like maybe one that can field. There's a path to playing time there. I think depending on what happens with some of the extraneous bats that they have in their lineup is what's Alec Baum doing. What's stock going to do? There's, there's going to be an opportunity here where he might actually be able to sneak into some value. Um, The thing that intrigued me was that I read over the weekend that he worked with Kevin Long, who has been known to work some miracles with hitters in the past. And Kevin Long said it was the simplest fix that he's made in a swing for a guy that has this type of pedigree. That intrigues me when a hitting coach says that. The one thing that I worry about with him is he's kind of got a slight build and I don't know about what the power is going to look like, but I could see him hitting 10 or 12 home runs if he gets an opportunity to do so and playing some good defense which is going to be definitely lacking in the Phillies outfield. I think
0: you have failed. Yeah, it's possible. Sometimes you make mistakes and uh, those are called errors in baseball. Uh, Mr. Joseph Gentile. Give me the Moniac love or hate. What is it?
5: Um, in between, uh, I mean, uh, there's a lot of fear there. Uh, real life baseball. He's very aggressive hitter, very undisciplined, which will obviously hurt your value. Um, some swing and miss in his game so he could go on a tear but also there could be some like 0 and 30s in there um and power i don't know what the power is going to look like honestly um i'd say he has probably around league average power give or take um that'll play up in philadelphia obviously but you know guys it's hard for a guy that doesn't walk that doesn't have like one standout skill like, if a guy doesn't walk, you almost want him to have Javier Baez-type power where he can make up for it. I don't think Moniak has that.
0: Yep. Well said, well said. Uh tripbo Kevin. What's the bottom line of Moniak? I know you're loving it. But you got to unmute yourself. That's an no, important I'm part, part like of broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
4: don't know. I don't, I don't have Rick here to unmute me. What, yeah, what's right the bottom here, line of Moniak?
12: Yeah, you're I, in, right? You're all in.
4: Nah. Oh. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Man. I'm just, I'm just not going there. Like, what are the Phillies doing in center field? Who knows.
0: Matt Veerling season is upon us. Hey, they're, we got a new guest too. Oh, go ahead.
4: Sorry. What, Speak what your was mind. that Philly football movie where they just like had tryouts? Un- invincible. Invincible. They're, they're fucking invincible in their center field situation.
0: <laughs> it was based on a true story. That was a real human being. I bet uh, some of the older folks here probably remember that, right?
4: That, I'm not gonna comment.
0: Well, your I don't beard know who says it also. These all, old so.
6: folks are you're talking about? Who?
5: Who's old? <laughs> I'm 21. <laughs> you're 20. Rick is 21. That's amazing. So, you know what the you know what the Phillies should do? They should trade with the Diamondbacks, who have like 12 outfielders right now.
6: Hmm. They gotta let Alec Thomas
0: play. That's my guy. Oh so bye. All right. Well, let's get to the new guest. The DAP Scout is in the house. DAP Scout. I love DAP Scout. You can read his work. It's incredible work. I actually really, really have been drawn to your articles. Tell people about that, Dap Scout. Come on. You've never been on the show. This is your big debut on the Palazzo Podcast. Two else two Z's.
2: Give me two. Ooh.
13: Well, first of all, uh, let me just say that anybody that just called uh, <laughs> slight build, I'm still trying to get over that mic. Like, I just want you to tell that to a baseball player to his face that he has a slight build. <laughs> and, and, and so that I can protect you because I don't have a slight build, and I think this guy. Well, I thought I had a slight build, and I no, this, uh, I have uh,
6: I have what's called a Shrek build,
13: <laughs> <laughs>
6: so uh, <laughs> it's not so hot. Uh, I'll take Mickey Moniac
13: on. I'll talk with him about it. I got no problem. Uh, you, know, it's a simple fix. Look, we just take you and we take you to all-you-can-eat kind of like buffet, and it's one of the simplest fixes both his swing and his slight build. I think it's a just an all-in-one, all-encompassing way to fix Mickey
0: all the way through. But, oh, wait, 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 wait! Breaking news. To hang to on. Wait, wait. I gotta jump in here. So I got a new person who wants to pop in. Uh, Mr. Doctor, did you say you had to go? Whoever yes, first. I has- do. That's a great timing.
6: Hey, you guys. Thank you for having me. Really great chatting with you all. I'm going to hop on when I get home, but thank you all for all that you guys do. You guys are amazing. Thank you.
0: Okay, Mike, uh, last thing before you leave. Byron Buxton, over under 105 games played.
6: Oh, that's bullshit. There's no way he's playing 105 games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
14: Not a chance in hell. (laughs) <laughs> not yeah, a chance like it. A <laughs> See you, boys. We love you, Mike. See, See you, Mike. Right. There he goes. Maybe bye, bye, here. bye. Gotta so long.
10: i to and, and regurgitate everything Mike just said. i got to run and actually record. Robbie's calling me out. I will say this about Buxton, though. There is another center field somewhere for him to run into that wall. So it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm on the under. See you.
0: There goes Ty. Make sure you check out the Dingers podcast if you've never listened to it before. It's a great Dynasty podcast. I'm in a Dynasty League with those guys, too. It's a uh, tough sledding. I just paid $49 million because it's got a $210 salary cap, $210 million for Seiya Suzuki. Uh, what do you think of that, Chris?
3: I think that's pretty good. I, I think that's a, I think that's decent. I, I, would take, I would take that shot in that kind of salary cap league. You're not going to get a talent incoming that often. Uh, like Suzuki, and uh, he's major league ready, and I think he's going to be 20-10 and with a decent average. So I think that's a decent buy. Maybe there's more upside there.
0: All right. Man, that's what I like to hear. That makes me feel good because I know you're big into Dynasty. For those that don't know baseball pods, he loves his Dynasty. So Victory lap certified. All right, let's go back to JP. JP, I interrupted you earlier, so please tell us – about your I mean, articles did, come
13: on man did, but these sound effects are killing
0: me <laughs> these are <laughs> awesome
13: oh man oh so yeah so I, I just started to get uh I got a chance to write um and they gave me a little corner of the internet to just kind of go crazy so I started off every um every article with just going with uh, whatever's on top of my head uh this week's probably going to be about toothpaste uh but then I just kind of <laughs> delve into whatever's uh, kind of interesting me right so I always try my best, like we were just talking about a minute ago, you know, if we pick somebody, I always try to pick somebody and just try to be contrarian just because that way I can look really smart if that person does awesome, which is all we all want. All these people in this room, we just want to pick that one contrarian play and yep. be like, oh my God, I was so on that guy since like Little League, man. I had that guy, but other than that, I mean, you know, I, I just try my best not to sound like a complete total doofus.
0: Um, you are way beyond a doofus But speaking of doofuses, we got Zach Waxman here Welcome, Mr. Doofus, how you doing? <laughs> He's known for the finest audio in the business No one does audio like Zach Waxman does audio
15: Well, I'm doing audio right now <laughs> That's right, that it sounds good about, uh, I'm actually to awesome? my phone. it probably is better than my podcast But I'm actually in two drafts at once right now, so sorry if I'm ignoring you This is are my you, boss are you a main event right now, Zach? What's that? Are you doing a main too right now with Justin? No, I'm doing uh, a draft champions live and I'm doing an OC live right now. They both started at 10 o'clock. So I'm doing that and talking to you guys.
8: I like, uh, I like the sweater uh that you're donning tonight. Who's Jack.
15: that? Who's that?
8: That's Rick, oh, Rick Poundstone.
15: <laughs> oh, Richie. How Hi, you
8: buddy. How you doing, Richie? I am good. Uh, it's glad, you know, I'm always happy to see you. And uh, where did you get that sweater?
15: Uh, I don't even remember, man.
3: Express. Looks like an express.
8: <laughs> it looks right. like an
3: express. Yes.
15: It does. We yes. <laughs> like don't
3: have those yeah. here. Oh, I am a DC Canada
8: express back?
15: right now, so maybe it's so fitting. Maybe it's fitting. No, it's a little double entendre for you.
0: Ooh. <laughs> uh, Zach, by the way, just had a great episode with Lenny Melnick. I want to give you a shout-out on that show. I uh, Thank- really enjoyed it.
15: Thank you. Lenny's a great guy. Love Lenny.
0: Yeah. I've heard great things. He's like an old-timer, been around the game a long time. Still haven't connected with him just yet. I'm sure I will eventually. But Zach does the Draft Champions podcast. For those of you that don't know, Zach is doing some of the most creative content, hands down, in this biz. Uh, I got this question here, though, because this guy's got a lot of run since the Meadows trade. But even before the Austin Meadows trade, Josh Lowe was the eye of many beholders. Let's go back to the top of the board with Graham. Graham, Josh Lowe, is he just a guy or not?
4: that's uh, the raise i like if Josh Lowe was in a different organization, I'd be all about it, but I mean he might be no one no one there's gonna be fourth outfielder right like that they have a bunch of like twos and threes outfielders so i I think if you approach it from a more conservative standpoint of like you'll get like four hundred and fifty at bats. I know it used to have like uh split issues um I don't know if that's still manifested himself like the triple slash last year at triplea triple a was insane but yeah power speed i don't know it should play i, w- I wouldn't blow my brains out and fab on it though <laughs> that's
0: a, a f- curious way to describe that okay that is yeah.
15: so fetched.
5: uh joe josh low are you in or out um i'm gonna go in between i mean speed powers there uh great plate discipline but uh swing and miss in the game don't know where the average is gonna sit so, you know, he could hit 30, but the fact that he has power and he walks uh, could keep him in the lineup. But again, as Graham stated, it's the Rays, so who knows what they're going to do. You don't know the playing time. You so. do
0: not. Sometimes there's just too many players and you don't know what to do with them. I get the feeling that sooner or later, eventually someone's got to go because the dance floor gets too crowded. Uh, Matthew Goodwin, are you down or not? What about you? Come on, Josh Love, yeah. Are you feeling it?
7: I am. I Well, here's the thing the 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 shiny new toy has always been my Achilles heel. So uh, I, I like the I like the opportunity. I, I think what we've been seeing a lot lately are these these young guys coming up and everybody's got these enormous expectations. And uh, it's really hard to play baseball at the major league level. I know that's not all that insightful for uh, but it's it's a, it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, and so, you know, when when the Kalnicks come up and the Krilovs come up, and, and they're not Juan Soto right away, people get frustrated by that. Uh, so oh, I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting. See, Zach is frustrated what by that. Hell, Stop. 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 Um, Stop. I I'm not expecting him to come up and Fuck. be what he could grow into, but I'm excited to see what that looks like. And who uh, who knows what's gonna happen? What could happen with him? Fucking.
0: Uh, for those of you if you're here, <laughs> devastating <laughs> news for Zach. Apparently, he just got sniped, and he can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, Someone uh, just took Cooper Hummel. Like
15: was like a guy that's falling way <laughs> past.
0: <Passes the left laughs> <Midwest>. All <laughs> right. Uh, oh, we got another person who wants to enter. Who's the next to go? You? Who wants can, to leave next? I gotta head bucket out bucket anyway. Costors, uh, perfect, Matt. Thank stuff. you.
7: I gotta get up early tomorrow. Thanks for uh, sending me the link, uh, and uh, good talking with everybody.
0: Thank you for being here, Matthew. Take let's care of out. yourself. Out. Godspeed. Uh, uh, speed round this. We got Russell here, by the way, Russell's the fucking man. We're going to give you your big personal intro momentarily speed round this art in or out on Josh Lowe. Do you expect him to be an everyday player in fantasy for you? No, I'm out. Chris.
3: I'm in. I think the Rays are doing something here. They signed Margot. They've got Kiermaier as a backup defensive outfielder. They tried to trade him all offseason, Didn't work. So he's there for, they're going to start a Rosarino low. And uh, Margot most days, I like all three of them. And I think Josh Lowe is going to – the thing that he'll give you is 20 stolen bases this year. I don't think he'll have elite power, but he'll contribute in some power, and I think he'll have a decent batting average. So if you need speed, go blow your load fat. fab. Love it. Well said. Uh, Rick Pauso what about you? In or out?
8: Yeah, I, uh, the comment from the gentleman asking the question, I don't know that he needed to call him a jag off, but as far as um, the player in question, Mr. Lowe goes, hey, he couldn't even beat out uh, Kevin Krymeyer on the roster, so I, no, I'm i not a fan.
0: By the way, uh, he was actually referencing the show Jag, which you are a big fan of, Rick, remember?
8: I have seen that program with Maggie, yes. We watch that you know every couple of nights after dinner time. As we That's do. Great. <laughs> That's what they do.
0: Uh, JP, Josh Lowe, is he going to be on your roster this year? If, if I could get a hold of him, absolutely. Uh, you know,
13: the, the Rays, if, if they would have traded, uh, you know, Meadows, then I would have been like, no way. But they, they let him go for, God, not even, like almost as bad as an Oakland A's trade type of thing. I mean, Isaac, you know, okay, great. And a draft pick, fine. But I, I see the, I see him playing. Now, the only concern I have is that they see a lefty righty split and suddenly only play him against lefty or righties. But other than that, I'm all in.
0: Yeah, Zach, I know you love Josh Lowe. Do I? No, actually, I don't. I just <laughs> made that up, but I have no idea.
15: In or out, I'm out. I think if the Rays, um, you're, like, they got a lot of talented players that are in the minor leagues. It's just going to be bad, bad news. for Bad news for fantasy redraft this year.
0: And then that takes us over to Russell. Russell, What's you up, are Russ? here. What's up, <laughs> Yeah, that's just for you, my man. The Motley Crew shout, which Russell initiated. We were big Tears for Fears guys here, but I respect Russell, even though he loves Kiss. I don't understand why he loves Kiss, <laughs> but he does.
16: I don't love Kiss. I was just coming up with shout drops for you guys.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I, I'm sorry. I didn't understand the original yeah, thought kiss process. Kiss is fine.
16: Love, kiss is fine. On, kiss
0: love Gun. Kiss is fine. Love Gun. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we both love role models. That's a great movie that involves Kiss. Oh, yeah. So I'm There's with a you great there.
16: Clip from there where they talk about Love Gun.
0: Hell yeah. And we got, look who's here. We got another closer master, Greg Jewett, the reliever recon overlord himself. Greg. Welcome to the show, Greg. It's a pleasure to have you here. You're at 10 deep right now, live on the first annual Palazzo Podcast, Bozo Fest, 2L's talk. Give me two. Greg, what's up? Uh, not much. How are you, my man? Just trying to hold down this Bozo need, Fest. I mean, it's not easy. We need to ask
3: Greg this. We need to ask Greg, when, if, the t- if Taylor Rogers goes to San Diego, what's happening in San Diego, Minnesota? Come on. The
17: only reason I came, <laughs> um, San Diego. We'd have to wait and see, but I mean, if they're going after Rogers that hard, he's got to be getting, he's got to be getting leverage in him. So whether he's sharing it with Suarez or um, he's going there to be the primary guy, I mean, they were willing to have Pomeranz do that a while back, but he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. I, I don't know that that'll get consummated. I, I think Minnesota will get cold feet. Do they really want Chris Paddock for Taylor Rogers? To me, that just doesn't make sense.
3: Hmm. Who, would, but, if, he but, goes, if he goes, is it Alcala, Duran, or uh, who? Now, in know. the
17: preseason, I very much liked Alcala, um, but yeah. his he is uh, the Twins had a lot of games on the cast, oh. and his velocity was down across the board. I mean, like three miles an hour, um, and he was getting hit pretty easily so far. I mean, not easily, but. He was giving up a lot of a uh, loud contact this spring. So I think, I mean, Minnesota proved to you last year, they don't care about the upside guy. They, they just put Columay back in there after Rogers got hurt. Um, I think they would start with Duffy and I know people are in love with Joan Duran and, and I love that kid stuff, but I think they see him like Garrett Whitlock where he can do a couple innings here and maybe the highest leverage inning there and get Maybe a two-inning save here and there, but I don't think they would thrust him right into the ninth inning, especially as a rookie.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you for asking that, Chris. That's exactly what I wanted to go to directly with Mr. <laughs> Jewett, who is known for the reliever recon. It's a killer, killer Patreon. You gotta get in on it. It's as little as three bucks a month. Is that right? Uh, till tonight oh we got an upgrade coming okay i respect well, that it's
17: just we put in a lot of work so uh, it was actually katie she was like you're doing all this work she's like you got to start charging more so um, <laughs> the, the, look at these the, stickers like the girlfriend stickers. spoke up so yeah um i mean so we we, we we as a group decided that for once it hits once opening hits day, day we're opening just gonna day, move gonna to five dollars a, $5 month. a I month, month. month i mean it's fair i mean I put sounds out like, I put out something like every freaking day. I don't know many websites that are putting out an article a day. Not to mention sometimes two or three.
8: Sounds like the girlfriends are capitalists, so you we know, <laughs> like that here. Hey,
17: great so capitalists, and they make you, us migrate to too, too, right, Michael? In,
15: uh, St. Louis. <laughs> that's like, right. Yeah. Bit of a default.
17: Yeah, put I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, Zach was trying to ask something. What's up, Zach? Even though you bust my chops about Patreon all the time on Twitter.
15: <laughs> about who? Oh, that's not you. Okay, the, okay. Um <laughs> no, you think that's about you? No, it's not. No. Um, Gallegos, um is he he's, he's gotta be the guy by default now. There's no one left. Like they're they're starting Hicks now, I guess, and then they Reyes is hurt. Like, is it Helsley? The book oh, of Genesis.
8: God.
17: Good luck. Well, <laughs> Genesis Cabrera did get the two inning like spring save the other day, so I Cabrera will be involved, but yeah, I, God I I don't understand why they won't yeah, why just, they let just let Gallegos, like Gallegos do this. Do this. Uh, they, they just want him to be the HLR, which we call highest leverage reliever. So whenever they need him the most, they'll put him in. So Helsley could get some. Um, I, I really didn't like when they came out with that closer by calculation statement. That was Derek Gould who penned that from the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, and again – Zach, you and I and everyone else knows we can't take everything that these beat writers say as, as gold. Um, no pun intended. Gold, yeah. right? <laughs> gold, gold. Yeah. yeah. So, beauty, gold. Eh? but um, <laughs> so I, you would think at worst Gallegos is going to get two thirds of those saves. You would think, and and then they could totally pull the rug out from under us and just go full. Whoever they want at that moment, but uh, i I have a hard time yeah I, mean, I really want to see that happen for like the first month and I'll have a better feel. It, it almost feels like one of those ones when they might pull down around on us, but we'll see what happens
13: yeah hey, I, I, I got to know something though of all the bullpen arms which is the guys or the guy more than one guy that you have to keep checking spell check every time you have to write them in an article <laughs> a, because i mean i i look at some of these names and i'm like wow i didn't know there's that many like consonants and vowels, like fire fire scene and i'm like, I'm like i, I well, I'm fire like fire isn't yeah no yeah, no I'm like, actually I'm like, totally. I'm like i'm like totally. bless you man for trying to figure out how to pronounce that because i'm just like <sighs>
0: Actually, you need the pronunciation guide from baseball pods himself that's what helped me last year thanks for yeah, that yeah. shout out to you yeah say Yohan
17: Duran had a thing on Twitter so he he pronounced his name so I caught I picked that one up from him himself nice. but <laughs> I have to remind the guys that a lot like Andres Munoz has the has the back words yeah. on yeah. the e and then the the other I don't know what it's called but the other over the end yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, have, I have to go in there and fix those every so often but yeah um, yeah it's it's not I, from doing it so damn often, I just do it by default. It just becomes second nature. But um, especially because I feel like the charts, the charts haven't been too bad yet. But once everything starts happening tomorrow, uh, there'll, there'll be some movement in all of those areas. It just—I will say though, when I did launch the Patreon, I was like, "Oh, what a what a move! I'm going to be the man." And then the lockout hit, and I'm like, "What a jackass!" But luckily. Uh, <laughs> Luckily things are settling in. So uh, I, we, we passed 500 subs, which wow. my goal at the beginning of the season was 250. So I was wow. obviously uh, setting the bar too low, uh, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's just been overwhelming. I just can't, it, it just validates cause I wasn't happy at one place I was writing for and I quit and, and now I'm making double what I would have made for that site. So it just,
13: call it up and it, you're working for Michael. I get it. And, you know, he, he, he's uh he's awful to work with. Um, no, so I, I worked
17: it. for a company that was more worried about trying to be entertaining than putting out content.
0: Mm. Is that a slap Are in the call face call. to this show directly? Absolutely not. We like your content. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: your energy. I got to go, gotta go
3: guys, but, uh, if you want a reminder of why you love baseball, Check out Julio Rodriguez's phone calls to his mom and dad when he got the oh, call. Wow. It's all over Twitter oh, uh, timeline. You can look at my timeline. or live I haven't live seen yet. It's amazing. It'll remind you of why we love this game so much. So, Chris, that's man. incredible.
16: Rick, Rick, Rick that's incredible. all that stuff is
3: staged.
16: <laughs> Get out yeah, of here,
0: Rick. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you so much for being here. I love seeing you, man. Uh, I wish we had more time together. I do want to know, rookie of the year in the AL, is it Julio or Bobby Witt or Torque or someone else?
3: I got to go with my man Julio. I got him on all my fantasy and dynasty teams, and he's he's a joy to watch. And I think all there's this is going to be a great year for rookies, and uh, I think that's uh, that's going to be fun. So I just I just love watching the guy play baseball. He plays it with this pure joy that uh, just reminds you like when you were a kid. So I'll take him. Victory lap certified.
0: Thanks, brother. Take care of yourself. There he goes, baseball pods. If you don't follow him on Twitter, then you clearly don't understand how fantasy baseball works because he supports so many damn shows. It's fantastic. All right, we're live here. We got a great crew rolling along here. Hour one of the Bozo Fest.
16: Opening day fever. Man,
0: who's stoked? Russell, how fired up are you for opening day
16: tomorrow? I'm pretty fucking stoked. I'm going to be sitting at work watching TV, watching baseball. (laughs) where's
18: the energy come on man
16: fuck <laughs> my boss is actually on vacation so I can just sit around and watch baseball all day nobody gives me shit I <laughs> oh, love it uh, I get to get into the office tomorrow and spend the first two hours setting lineups for my 22 draft <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it man Russell's the best Russell's always supported our show since the beginning and uh, he also has his own website armchairrodo.com. it's where's fucking Russell? awesome is it not? Have you guys ever checked it out? Has anyone else ever been to I'm Because it's really good. I've looked I'm gonna at put...
15: his, uh projections.
0: Ooh, wow. I have read tough.
8: some of uh, Mr. Russ's material, and I very much enjoy it. I think he's a gentleman, and uh, I might even say a scholar. Thanks,
16: Rick. right here.
0: You're a sweet man.
8: Uh, I want to do a quick uh,
0: rapid fire here on the National League real quickly. Will... CJ Abrams be an impact player in 2022. Speed round. Let's start with Greg Jewett.
17: It sounds like he might be a platoon. Now they did not send him down. Uh, Impact. Uh, I think he'd be okay. He had a nice at bat against Hendricks, but I want to see more of him. I don't know if the power is for real.
0: Russell.
16: What's up? I wasn't paying attention. What was the question? (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, my my name's Michael Govier and this is the plazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, and we're talking about Utah. Give me, Give me two. CJ Abrams, will he be an impact player this
1: season?
16: Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay the Fed price it's gonna take to find out, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, why not?
0: Okay,
15: Zach, are you in? No, probably not. These rookies, everyone's. Wants these rookies. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather just at this point, he's going to be too expensive.
0: What do you say to people that paid $88 in fab for him this past weekend?
15: Eh, eh, probably not much. I don't know. Um, I think it's like at least he didn't spend $91 on um, Jordan Hicks like, like we did in the tag team league. That's what I'd say to them.
0: <laughs> that was my final one. Well, it was both Mr. We both we, we both agreed on that.
17: Yeah, there, there was no indication that – I mean, they said that next year – everything said next year they were going to try and stretch him out and make him a starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. as you alluded to on Twitter today, he had three outings, one inning each. His last outing he was supposed to go two innings, and he didn't have any command and couldn't even make it to two innings. I, I – I can't see this going more than a month. Either health or performance is gonna put him back in the bullpen. He's gonna get hurt. Yeah, sure. it's yeah, there's no way he, with his motion, there's no way he can last as a starter. I just I don't even speak. know how many innings
15: they plan on letting him go as a quote unquote starter. Like,
0: hmm.
9: like
15: maybe he's just Jordan Hicks. I mean maybe I he's mean, a loser. It's, it's, maybe it's, his life's terrible. In his first start, depressed. what do we plan on?
17: Two innings. <laughs>
15: yeah, 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 I guess. I don't see how he can go much further than that. So,
0: yeah, that's... So, anybody who's picked up Jordan Hicks is making a mistake if they think he's going to be the closer, right? Right now. But even the rest of the year, I'm looking the whole season. Do you see a point here, Greg, where Jordan Hicks becomes the closer this year?
17: They said there won't be one, so I'm going to have to take them at their word. They've they've gone out of their way to say that that they don't want one. I mean, the manager's saying it. The front office is saying it. They said it in the preseason before they made any additions. They, they made it very clear. The, the funniest thing will be is if, like, Nick Wickering gets the first save to just troll everybody from last year with the with the, with the Cleveland <laughs> mess.
11: Oh, God. Damn!
0: I would love to see that. That would just be hilarious. Uh, okay, so I want to jump in real quickly. Anthony Fedora says, two big predictions. You guys can comment in the live chat if you so choose. And anybody who's uh, not familiar with audio, if you can mute your speaker so we don't get feedback, This is a general rule for everybody. If you have headphones, that helps too. Uh, two big predictions from Anthony Fedora. Byron Buxton will win AL MVP, and Robbie Ray will be a base-on-balls machine. One of them be a top 50 pitcher. In 2022. Uh Art, agree or disagree on the Robbie Ray part?
11: I, I think I disagree with him. I think Robbie Ray has has set a new floor for him. I don't think he's going to reach the ceiling that he reached last year. But I think his floor is is going to keep him in the top 50 pitchers definitely for the top for for uh 2022. I think he'll probably still be back in the top 20 this year as well, especially with those K numbers he's going to put up.
0: Joe Gentile, Robbie Ray is this. Prediction by Mr. Fedora,
5: accurate? Um, I'm going to say, uh, I mean, Robbie Ray's an interesting one to me. Um, he, his pitch characteristics, I think he gets a lot of help because he's a left-hander. Um, if you look at his pitch movement, it's not really that impressive. So I, I've basically been staying away from Robbie Ray, not even just because of... Uh, the uh, the walk the risk of walks because I just don't it doesn't make sense to me so I'm going to stay away. I know he's been a strikeout machine in years past, but I, I just I would stay away, me personally.
0: Trip out. Robbie Ray, a total bust this year.
4: Total, no, a total bust going way too far. I, I think I think like where he's going, especially in 15s Like I, I think I've got him in like fourth and like sometimes the fifth round. Like when he drops the fifth round, like. That, that, that's a crazy deal even the fourth like he's he's got to strike out like 200 guys like easy like mm. your ratios might give back a little bit from last year but like for the other guys going there like you got uh, like I'm not dragging the good name of Freddie Peralta through the mud but he's going a lot higher in mains but like are you getting the same volume there in Peralta I, I love Peralta but like yeah raise a horse he's gonna throw a ton I, I think he's fine. By the
0: way, Phil Dussault verified that he loves Freddy Peralta today on Twitter. So everybody who read that who has Freddy Peralta probably hugged themselves or high five somebody because they yeah. have been validated by the king himself, Phil Dussault.
4: Uh, draft just, certified. draft I'm doing right now. Fourth round, 42nd overall.
0: I, I took him in the main event. I'm all about that. I'm all about Absolutely. that. He's my number one SP. Uh, Rick Pounce Are you in or out on this Robbie Ray talk about being a total bust this
8: year? No, as far as Robert Ray, I mean, he came out and had a Cy Young season last year. Now he goes to an even, what I hear, is a better ballpark for a pitcher. So I'm going to say yes with that, and I also wouldn't mind hearing the other gentleman's thoughts on this. But as far as the other question about Brian Buxom, I don't want to hear his name again. (laughs) I am so sick of hearing about this guy. He is being way. Overdrafted. No, he doesn't play a hundred games. I saw somebody, some dum dum took him uh in the beginning of the second round the other day. Dude, I, I I'm out on box him.
0: JP, are you in or out on this Robbie Ray bust?
13: Uh absolutely I'm in on Robbie Ray. I mean, the fact that he finally got his walks uh to under three, he never before was even under, I think like three and a half before this last year he's around two and a half this uh in the past year and now he's going to seattle better stadium and he also played in the minor league stadium last year that a lot of people forget in toronto that was just awful right the buffalo minor league stadium is a home run park so the fact that he gets now a much bigger park the k's are there i mean he's not he's, you know third round price heck yeah i mean i'm all about robbie ray i got him almost on every one of my teams and Byron and Byron Buxton, God, I – look, I want him to play, but there's no way. There's just no way. He's just – he's going to hurt himself coming out of an Uber. He's going to – he's going to get a fork in an eye. Like, he's going to find a way to get a spork and, like, just – just something random is going to happen to that poor guy, and I'm going to feel terrible. But the guy's amazing. He's like the guy you play with on the video game. He turn the injuries off, and then somehow, like, you know, he hits, like, 150 home runs and has 150 stolen bases. You're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. But then you put the injuries on, and like, oh, look, Wayne Gretzky's head's
15: bleeding. Like, it just doesn't work. So, <laughs> just. I got a question. I got a question for Rick. Rick, can I ask you a question? Yeah, bud. Since when did we become better at predicting injuries than predicting
8: stats? Uh, when you say we. Well, I you. don't. Well, you. Me? Yeah, you. I mean, hey, I'm just, are you, are, is this about the buxom
15: yeah, it's about your boxing.
8: Yeah, I just don't see. Are you trying to tell me that you're an advocate, an advocate for uh, uh, Brian? Do You are, think he's going to be good this year? Yeah, I like Brian. Brian? I like Brian. Brian. No way! All right, okay. I got to jump in here. Time out. Time out. All right,
0: uh, some of the newcomers here are coming in. I got to kick somebody <laughs> out who first joined up. Who wants to leave next? Yeah, no, I'll take it. I got to
5: go. go. wake up to go to <laughs> I'll, work. I'll take- so.
0: Everybody who wants to leave, get the fuck out. Go ahead. Just leave. We love (laughs) you. Thank you for being on the first annual Plaza Podcast Bozo Fest. It's been a pleasure to have you here, but we still got this crew. Not everybody had to leave. Shit, that was a little too much. But we got a guy here that I want to welcome to the show. It's our great, distinct pleasure to have the one and only Nick Pollock. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Nick this is your, uh,
19: oddly enough, your Palazzo Podcast debut. It is. It absolutely is. What is happening? What did I stumble into there? That was that was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, have no yeah. idea. And this was, I mean, I'm just excited. Uh Jasper Springer, how's it going? Going great. Just had my final draft, and it's like, I wish all my drafts could be done these days because I just feel so secure about everything. And it, we all did this. We all drafted like a, a month or two ago. We did like TGFBI and all these other leagues and it's just so different now than (laughs) it was then uh so i'm ready we got this we got baseball tomorrow
13: Uh, oh my god how can can i get your camera like i I want your camera because like you look like like, some mtv like America top 40 like some amazing studio like i got i got a
19: dslr though i i i i yeah i I spent something uh, it's
13: annoying uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, uh, wow. Just gonna just yeah. uh, just gonna throw that out at us. Okay. Got it. All I'm right. sorry. You know. asked.
9: I don't know. wow
13: you could have just been like humble about it, but no. I, but I just know like, that like, like, DSLR. I, I feel, feel all guilty, guilty
19: about DSLR it. It.
13: Like, in
12: your face. It's one of those no, things cool, like I, I look at it no, and man, I go like, it's I cool. don't need
19: this. I don't need this gonna, thing, just write notes, but I'm gonna cool. you know what? I'll do this and I'll I'll get a DSLR. And I don't vacation, I just live yeah, here all get, the you, time. You
13: have, you have hair product, and that's great, and that's awesome. Man. Oh god, no, you think this is hair product? This is no. like oh no, it's <laughs> just, I'm jumping. sorry. Cool, you get a right up in the ju- jeans too. That's <laughs> great, good hair. I think wow. this is I think
19: this is just this is lazy. I, I don't hat, know. <laughs> I have a
13: hat on it and I look like you and know, you like look a... great.
1: Th- JP,
19: we thanks, you know. I'm just saying, you look great. I don't know why why you're projecting this, all this stuff. You're, because you're in a I great want to know situation. why I'm getting, I'm
1: getting voted out. Look off at the
19: art you stuff.
13: have. Wow, look yeah. at the art you have. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, that's lovely a art. Nice yeah, it's actually yeah. just. It's thank a, you. A, thank a, you, a, Rick. It is a nice picture. It's a fake backdrop. Thanks. I, I, I got it from my DSLR studio. <laughs> work at. Thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you for joining the first annual Palazzo podcast, Bozo Fest.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure to have Nick aboard. We got Greg Russell, JP, Rick Poundstone, and myself with Nick Pollock live here. Nick, uh, we were just talking about Robbie Ray. You were kind of just in time, really. We'd love to get your take on Robbie Ray's status. You are a pitching guru. I think it's fair to say that. Even if you won't call yourself one, I will happily do that for you. But 50, as a top 50 or less starting pitcher, like no way he finishes the season outside of the top 50 starting pitching ranks.
19: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, whatever JP said, I disagree with. I don't know what you said, but of course, uh, well, that goes without in 10. the energy. Yeah. No, of course. No, I agree with you a ton. I think is going to be great. I have him, I think at 10 right now um, among my starting pitchers. Uh, it's just what he did is believable for the entire year. Yeah, uh, it's not like an approach that happened for two months. It was an approach that happened for six months. Less than base rate. Fine. 90 percent. Sure. That's going to get worse. Um, I think there are going to be more ramifications of leaving Toronto and the AL beast. That now he's in this wonderful situation, Seattle, a winning ball club. I should add too, um, that they're going to let him fly. That's really cool. The only concern I would have is that I think the last time I saw, he was a tick down velocity wise, and that was a big improvement last year. Was a fact that he was throwing a tick harder, but I uh, hopefully that is just spring training nonsense and all is good. And oh my god, <laughs> what, what seriously? What have I stumbled upon? Hey, I
8: feel like we're watching a kidnapping video. There's <laughs> <laughs> an old timer. How's it going, Ron?
20: Uh, hello, Rick. Uh, uh, don't let me interrupt you, Nick. Uh,
17: There's like no way that's DSLR. <laughs> hello. Yeah. <laughs> Come
13: on, Nick. Why don't you give a DSLR away? On you know. What does that website? mean? Uh, I. Uh... <laughs>
20: What's up, I, uh...
19: Grandpa Ron? How are you?
20: I'm. Uh... Nighttime here, but still watching birds. That means the the <laughs> night owls are out. A couple She's night owls the in the room. It's
8: awful. You got your uh, you got your binocs, huh? Oh <laughs>
20: well, yes, yes. You know it, Rick. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, season, Grandpa Ron? Ron
8: is a big deal. This
0: is new to me. I've not met Grandpa Ron before. It's <laughs> a pleasure to have you on the show, Grandpa. Thanks for joining the first annual Bozo Fest.
20: Oh, thank you, thank you, Michael. You've actually uh. You've talked to my grandson,
0: Aaron. Oh, okay, yeah. We had him on the First Day Podcast last month. I know Aaron very well. He's a good guy.
20: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, he's my grandson. He's
8: okay. Uh, so, yeah. How are Ron, tonight? As an IT guy, Ron, I would tell you to move the lava, the uh, lava, lavalier mic up <laughs> on your shirt uh, so we can hear you a little bit better. You big IT I, guy, Rick? I didn't know that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That's my claim to fame, number yeah, one. But, yeah, Ron, tell, can you tell us a little bit about what you're expecting? Give us our big, your biggest I, surprise. The splendid splinter. Ted Williams. Oh, could
20: he swing a bat? He was my <laughs> he favorite. Could. Uh, he could.
0: They said he had perfect this? vision. They did.
20: What was yeah. the thing about his head? His head. Oh, yeah. I
8: know. That was... uh Some real weird... <laughs>
20: Uh, something uh, about freezing yeah yes. Yes. Frozen, yes. I believe with those uh, It's right
1: next
0: to the bird's eye vegetables yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> bird's eye veggies huh yeah those are delicious uh Rod it's great to have you on the show thanks for joining us we were just talking about Robbie Ray Nick we actually had another commentary from Jeff about Art Warren will he be a factor we're gonna ask Greg who's the reliever recon expert but I'm curious what you think about Art Warren as well um whatever Sorry, Greg says is correct
19: <laughs> Here, Russell. You... Okay.
0: Bye, Russell. We love you.
19: Whatever, whatever Greg says is going to be way smarter than what I think. So let's just listen to him.
0: <laughs> I,
17: I think everybody in the fantasy community wants to coronate Art Warren, right. and he was terrific in in the the end of last year. But it was a very small sample. Uh, we don't know if that will translate to a full season. And David Bell and. God, the pitching coach's name is escaping my mind right now, that they don't care who gets the save. I mean, last year, Lucas Sims, after he came back from his injury, I think he had a ridiculous, like, 30-something-plus K-minus BB rate, and they were giving saves to Michael Gibbons, who I think had a 14-12 to to K-to-BB over the last two months. They don't care. They don't care who gets the saves. They don't care that somebody wants to coronate Art Warren and – I, I will not invest a dime in that bullpen this year because if you look at all of the bids, <laughs> look at the money that was spent in the main event last year on Reds Relievers. It, it was just lighting money on fire because everyone was chasing the saves from last week, and then this week it was another guy. They used Sims, I think, three out of three, three times in four days. That's when he went on the IL the first time last year. That's when Heath Hembree took over, got seven saves in July, and then he was DFA'd. I remember next, that. Two weeks later. So, I mean... To them, a save is fungible, and until that changes, I, again, I, I would love to see Art Warren get 15 saves, but I'm thinking anybody in that bullpen is going to get to 20 saves this year. If one of them does it, that's fantastic, but it, it won't be on any team that I run. And, and I hate saying something like that because there are some guys that are good. The the one person I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued by right now is they're going to try and use Tony Santillan Santelan. Sant- as the TJ Antone role. So that might be, he might be somebody, if you're in a 15-team mixer, you might be able to get some vulture wins, get a couple of saves here and there, and get some decent ratios, because as a reliever, he, he did much better than as a starter. Victory lap
0: certified. There it is. I'm going to lock that Art Warren. I'm going to save that clip, because I hope you're right about that. Even though I have a few Art Warren shares, I just love the conviction that you speak with. It's so, so... <laughs> Authoritarian. I respect well, that. I really do, Greg.
17: Just just look at their uses last year. I, I I'll I'll tweet it out after. I've I've shared it more than once. How they I, I think it was what they had four different people lead for a month in saves last year. They don't care that they, they're just gonna run somebody out there. Somebody was joking or saying today about Amir Garrett is listed on MLB.com as the closer. Who gives a rat's ass? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you don't
17: remember right. amir garrett was the closer last year for cincinnati how did that work out
4: uh i feel like
0: it wasn't great that's just you know my i might have ptsd from that i don't know but it does <laughs> feel like he wasn't that reliable i mean there's so many closers out there in so many situations where we just don't know what's going to happen and you can't gobble up every single player, right? You can't have every one of these guys on your roster. Everyone! It gets very confusing at a certain point. So, Greg, that's why reliever recon rules. Uh, JP, what about you? Are you excited about Art Warren this year? I am only excited if Greg is. Um, I only
13: go on, <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, uh, this, is, uh, this is this this is is exciting. No, I am not excited with anything to do with the entire bullpen. That bullpen, set it on fire, run it outside. Just, no, just... I, it's it's up there with non DSLR cameras to me. It's just awful. Like you mm. can't even use it. It's um, not even like you, you just don't even you don't even talk about it, right? Like it's like your grandmother coming for Thanksgiving. You talk. You say, "Hey, Grandma, where's my DSLR?" And she's like, "What? I'm so sorry. I didn't bring it. Didn't leave her outside." It's
9: just
0: typical. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we're all losers if we don't have that deal. Sorry, uh, that should but, be uh... Uh, that should be my team name. It's like Grandma <laughs> brought me a DSLR. Yes!
9: <laughs>
4: there you go. <laughs>
0: I would like that. That is awesome. That
4: is
20: so okay.
13: fetch. Can I? Can I? I, can I just, oh,
20: sorry. Go uh, ahead, Grandpa Ron. I, Rep I, Ron, I please. Do to, uh, I do have to run. Uh, oh,
19: it's oh, oh, good oh, that you run at your
0: age. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Go it's go past, go go past go. your bedtime too, Ron. Is there a tough to with of
20: vegetables, and uh, you know, keep up. Uh, keep keep the vim and vigor going. Uh, I want to make a World Series prediction quickly. I think I like the the. the Milwaukee Brewers over the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Let's go. I'm I like gone, what I'm huh? hearing. Victory certified.
20: Uh, thanks for having me, and I hope you all have a great night. Ron, right, thank you, you so care, much for joining Ron. the
0: show. It's been a real pleasure having you here. Take care of yourself now. Get those veggies in and get your rest. Oh, yes, please do. Give our best to your uh, significant other. We are live here on the Plaza Podcast Bozo Fest. It's the first annual Bozo Fest. It's opening day eve. Utah, give me two. Oh, Ron, I don't th- there you go. Yeah, there you go, Ron. You figured it out. Uh, we are live here. We got Nick Pollock, Greg Jewett, JP. I just call him Dab Scott. I'll always call him Dab Scott. I don't care what his real name is. And, of course, the legendary Rick Poundstone, who's been in the business for decades. He's an IT expert. And if you have any questions about IT, please feel free to drop them in the live chat. I want to drop this one in. I'm excited, by the way. I'm so stoked for opening day. I know we had a couple postponements. I hope there's no more. As a Detroiter who lives here in Michigan, the weather for our opening day on Friday against the Pale Hose doesn't look great. I think it's like 40 degrees and uh, rain. So we're hoping that that game will be played. But, uh, you know, there's 162 games coming our way real soon. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, we had uh, Bill Brasky ask about Mitch Keller or Jesus Lazardo. I'm going to go back to you, Nick. You are, you know, the pitching guru. Doesn't uh, matter I, what kind of camera you have. I still trust your pitching opinion. <laughs> Good. That, that's how it should be. It does not matter.
19: Um, No, I'm a Jesus Lazardo guy. He's throwing harder and he's throwing just as hard as Mitch Keller with a better secondary pitch in his curveball through 48%. Is this is not even close, is it? Away. Yeah. I mean, a Mitch Keller to me isn't good enough yet. I know he's there's talk today or in the mining the news about his sweeper slider, but the results have been bad across both breaking balls so far. I'm not encouraged at all. and I think fastball is still too hittable. Not this, I mean, Luzardo's fastball is still hittable too, but the curveball is just way better. So, Luzardo,
0: ah, that makes me feel better because he's probably my most rostered player, hands down, of any player. If really? I check my player shares, oh, yeah, big time. I, I've been pushing on him way back since November, it just felt yeah. like the trade. I, I also put a lot of stock in the fact that Miami was a place for him where he could thrive, and mm-hmm. then he just started to look better, too, as we got closer to opening day. So that's good news. Uh, what about you, Dab Scout? Lizardo or Keller? Is this even a debate for you? It's, it's not even close.
13: Lizardo yeah. all day long. It, it hurt me as an A's fan when he left.
9: Oh.
13: I, yeah. That, it's, a, it's a good time to be an A's fan. It's always a good time to be an A's fan. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Keller, is it? I think it's, is it? no, it's never a good time to be an A's fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you um,
0: poor bastard uh yeah i
13: mean yeah uh anyways that's why i go to detroit all the time and hang out at the and and go to the bars up there but um anyway
0: hey yeah. look at you insider yeah. knowledge my man
13: but uh keller i think you know people are just gonna lay off this you know the sweeper and all that stuff he, he doesn't locate it so they're just gonna wait for the fastball and just destroy it
17: um just like my hopes and dreams of being an ace fan But yeah, <laughs> okay gregory yeah, sweet. But I, I, you know, I I tried the Keller experiment like the last two years and it, all it does is kill your ratios. So mm. I, I I'd rather go with the guy throwing with better secondary pitches, as Nick was talking about, and a better and a good ballpark. I know Pittsburgh is not a bad pitchers park either, but I, I... Nick Nick, how do you feel about all of this with with a human door everywhere? Do, are we going to see any like major changes in in pitching or hitting or are we just overthinking all of this
19: i mean generally when i do any assessments on pitchers uh, i try and use variables that i understand and uh, (laughs) i i don't really know how this is going to affect things so i just kind of shrug my shoulders and move on i mean in a tiebreaker i'll maybe say oh okay this this place that we generally know suppresses home runs okay this is going to be a little more even or so but for the most part i'm not going to like shoot somebody up the draft board because they're not pitching in that park not to mention they won't always pitch in that park too mm-hmm. um it's just a lot of like i don't know and we'll we'll see how it flies
13: so you haven't come up with a good like ratio metric to include humidity added to a baseball i mean that's kind of your entire mm. job isn't yeah
19: it? i know so. I'm, I'm i'm messing up jp
13: I'm just saying. Uh, like, I mean, like, think of Texas Rangers. Like, okay, it's a very humid ballpark. They're adding more humidity. Well, obviously, that's going to hmm. mean like everybody gets a no hitter.
19: Well, that'd be nice, though. That would make me <laughs> look really good because then I'd say this guy looks really good. And then, yeah, he threw a no hitter. Nick knows exactly what he's talking about. Right. And look at the weather oh, patterns.
13: Well, I mean, you know, added humidity. <laughs> <laughs>
19: oh, oh, I don't think I Greg's about... Midwestern, by the so, way. Right? With your Greg? green screen behind you, can you become a weatherman now for uh, us?
8: mean let me just ask the guy that's yes, what we you have move, here is uh, a uh, <laughs> I would say that Mr. Uh, Gopher looking- is uh he looks like a very you know good looking weather you know woman I mean I don't I mean am. it like that I just mean you know no you
0: I would'd be thrilled to be a weather woman. that would make my day. I really would yeah, uh, yeah but we got some weather over here and uh, lots of podcasts is coming in mm-hmm. with a strong front soon. Good. It's gonna be trouble here probably tomorrow. I would expect rain and lots of fantasy advice going forward. From the Plazzo podcast, it's going to be wonderful. You guys are going to and, love and it. Please cover your uh, Yeah, we alarm. could do a weather report. I don't have a. Yeah, I don't have the camera Nick has. But oh, I mean, I'm
19: sorry. I'm sorry. You know. I am sorry did not mean to be rude, JP. I'm yeah, so sorry. There you go. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That's better. Is that all right? Do wait, I look okay? Greg, How, Greg, how's my hair, yeah. JP? Is it <laughs> all right? Is hair? I
13: want to know. Like, uh, when are you? Dro- like, when is that album dropping? That you're obviously recording right now. Like that. Like that looks like the. the like you're like watching the live stream of some amazing band recording their album. That I sounds
9: great.
19: You, you, all you're saying is that I have good production. I'm a fan of this. I,
13: I love it.
17: You do. Uh, yeah. 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 sitting in front of my do. dreams.
13: So, so can I ask you just a really important question um, of all the stealth picks you have to like, you know, like, Oh, this guy's, you know, it's stealth, you have all these amazing in your spreadsheets. Uh, who's your favorite? because uh, I'm keep waiting for somebody to get colored in with like your orange and green and purple fonts and have like, your, have, we have your to your have games. Art. but yeah but but tell me deep down who's 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 your baby like who's the guy that you like what regardless of whether or not he actually makes it like the person that you're like, oh my god
17: please uh, well, my My recently adopted one is is Yuan Duran i i I love that splinker and everything he's doing so that's far. Like you so just it. don't know if that's going to carry over like you know I fell in love with jB. Bukowski's last year. We all know how that ended so yeah, you got to be willing to be wrong when you're doing all this stuff but uh, again i I think I want people to temper expectations. I think he would be akin to a Whitlock role. I don't think he's going to come in and be a lockdown closer, but uh, again. Uh. No, I, he could be. I just don't – come on. You really think the Twins are just going to hand, hand over the ninth inning to, to him just because it looks great? I, I, that's just not their, just <laughs> no, not their MO. No. So, no again, but, it, but sure. by by June, maybe. I mean, it, we, if they're willing to trade Taylor Rogers, I don't know what message that sends because they just went through, spent the money on Correa and all these other people. That's why that trade makes – from an octisk standpoint, it makes zero sense to me. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I, I would would love to see, I would love to see him eventually get in there. Um, he's not in the stealth row, but I'm a very big low guy as well. I, I listen, both New York relievers are in walk years. So if the Mets of the Yankees are not competing, those guys are going to get traded. Hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of joked about it last night on our prediction show, but I said, wouldn't it be funny because the Mariners really need a lockdown lefty if at some point the Yankees decide to sell and they send Chapman out to Seattle? I mean, think of that bullpen with Chapman in there. That would just be wow. bananas. But
5: This
17: guy's yeah, a
14: first-ball fastball hitter. He's looking for heat. Oh, yeah? So what? He ain't seen my heat.
0: That's where all this Chapman live right now. He ain't seen his heat. Yeah,
17: and there was a great question. I'm going to put this out to the crowd. Somebody said, Javi Baez versus Amir Garrett. Who do you got? <laughs> I'm going Garrett because I think he's straight crazy. I think Baez is too much of a pretty boy. I think Garrett would kill him.
8: Wow. There it is, okay. There's a question, yeah. That was a grasshopper. Hell yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. By the way, uh, really, Baez really excited that Javi Baez is, him, is in, in Detroit.
17: The now. He ran away behind his guys. Come on. Garrett, yeah. ran, into, <laughs> Garrett ran into a dugout after a team. Uh, that uh, was amazing. That, oh. That's the guy I want behind me in a, in a bar fight. I'm Absolutely. taking Garrett. <laughs>
0: Uh, by the way, JP, you did mention the humidor. I mean, all baseball parks are going to ha- have a humidor now, right? All, right. all these parks yeah. are humidified. So with
13: cigars. I mean, yeah. there's
0: really no advantage or disadvantage anymore for anybody, right?
13: You would think. Uh, but, you know, it's baseball. And that's the best part about it. Because, you know, just because they have humidors and then they also have to have, I mean, as as Pitcher List had this amazing, like, deep, like weather pattern, like article, I think last week to their, um, on, on their paid only site where they talked about this in great detail about adding humidity, you know, from the atmosphere along with the humidor and how it all intertwines just some amazing picture analytics. So you have to ask when he comes back on with this DSLR.
0: Okay. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Baseball Bites wants to ask Pitcherless a question, by the way, which you are welcome to do. Uh, Looks like Rick Poundstone, actually. But first, let's say hello (laughs) to Brock this monster. What is up, dude? The West Side is representing as I hope they would. I want to do a little bit of a later start so we get more of our West Coasters in. So thanks for being here, Brock. Yeah, man.
14: Happy to be here. I'm actually finishing up a home league draft right now. It's in, like, the last round.
0: Ooh, uh, tell us who your closers are real quick.
14: Uh, Kittredge and Presley. Uh, it's a weird points league, though, too, so we don't really need save. Oh. Um hmm. But I have a lot of Kittredge. Um So this one is actually saved plus holds. Uh, so, so Kittredge is really valuable in this one, I think.
0: Is that true, by the way? Does Javi Baez have an MLB tattoo on his neck?
14: I didn't know Yeah, that. before wow. he even made it to the major leagues. Wow. Oh, oh, talk for about confidence. Double down. Yes, Rick, you love your neck
0: tattoos. I know you do. In fact, uh, me and you are supposed to get the neck tattoos together this summer, matching ones. Mine says, what does it say again, Rick? I can't remember. I I think you're going
8: to put Pound. Two L's, two P's? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Two Two L's, two two P's? P's P's Yeah. I'm just getting my wife's name (laughs) across my back, but
0: oh okay well that's obvious yes you are you are a tattoo lover uh rick did you have a question for pitcherless you wanted to ask
8: i wanted to ask uh mr pitcherless himself nick i am heavily invested in mr wheeler of the zach variety on the uh philadelphia fills and he had a shoulder he's gone (laughs) oh shit (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just gonna, I'm just oh, and drop. he's back! He's oh, back. he's back! He's back! He's back! He's like, should I drop Zach Wheeler then? I don't. No.
13: Think, I, I think he just told you that he won't even listen to your question. about I that. would yeah. absolutely listen to your
19: question. I, I, I just thought you know I shouldn't have my DSLR taking over all the important information we're having right now. You know, I, I feel like that's not the the
8: thing that I should be doing. Right. Well, hmm. camera, uh, yeah, I, I am envious <laughs> of the camera. As you can see, I'm just a you know kind of a talking head. But uh in terms of Zach, Wary, whatever, motherfucker.
19: Whoa. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, he, that he was had- a lie, Nick. That guy's pissed. Yeah. That that <laughs> was a lie. I don't know if I can uh, I can stay here if that's the
0: language that I'm going <laughs> to hear. At uh, I told
17: you, I told you, Nick would get upset about that.
8: Wow. Yeah, when that's go, true. I, I do.
0: Yeah, go for screwing it up again. What can I can tell I you? My da- oh. Can I ask my Can I
8: ask my question? Yes. Yeah, sure, Rick. Jeez,
0: hey, okay. there we go. We got a weather report. All right. Look at that.
19: So you can kind yeah, of of the humidor is going to affect this part <laughs> yeah, of, be of the states right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a w- big pattern coming across towards Cincinnati and Nashville. <laughs>
0: It makes it look like the whole eastern coast is going to be doused yeah. in precipitation. That's it's, it's, not good.
19: It's, it's why they're not moving a team to Nashville, I think, no. because you can see right here. This is the blue mm. right here is where it's going to affect. You know, they're like, nah, nah, not good for that humid door. Um, but what it it's is standing Zach Wheeler. And I think Zach Wheeler is going to just be Zach Wheeler himself. Maybe after a week of the season, uh, oh, he's yes. behind slightly, but it's not actually detrimental to him. Sure. He'll go about 70 pitches or 60 pitches in that first start, but that's fine. We're okay with that. You know, a lot of guys, even all the Dodgers are going 75 pitches to start the season. I think you're going to wow. see. Going down, uh, quality of inning is going to be down down in April. So, Wheeler doing. Oh, a, wow, dude. Not as, yeah, not as impactful as you think. So, yeah, be happy with Zach Wheeler.
8: Awesome. Oh, by right. the way, oh, I feel good.
0: Yeah, Rick, I hope that helps you, Rick. That's an excellent answer from the master himself, Picture List. That's Nick Pollock. We got right now, we got Greg Jewett, Nick Pollock, Brockness, Monster, JP, the Dap Scout, and of course, Rick Poundstone, live on the Plotso podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. We're doing the live first annual Bozo Fest. Hope to make this an annual thing. It's opening day Eve. We're actually about a half hour or so away from it technically being opening day, which is an absolute thrill for all of us. I wanted to address this comment here, which. You know, I like Jeff, but I disagree that you think Javi Baez is senior douchebag. I completely disagree. I know that he bummed out some of the New York Mets fans last year with that exchange that happened where the crowd was booing and they were thumbs downing the crowd. But I was not a fan of Javi Baez. But now that he's here in Detroit, I've really warmed up to him. And I'm actually really excited to see what he can do for this lineup and for the city itself, like bring the energy that he brings to a game. And this is from a guy who was not the biggest Hobby Bias fan before the Tigers signed. Go Tigers. So that's my two cents on that.
8: It sounds like you're a homer uh, to me. but uh, It does.
0: Textbook, yes.
8: I wanted to it, just we, say, gentlemen, we, we, I need to go. Uh, I have. Oh, Rick. A, yes, I've got a West Virginia hump day waiting for me. Uh, my wife's back <laughs> here, and we're going to have ourselves a White Castle evening. And I just want to say it was nice meeting all of you. Oh, my goodness. Is that? Is that Mr. Valencia? <laughs> Valencia. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yes. Rich, how are you? Hey, bud. Geez, <laughs> I was just about to get out of here, but geez, now <laughs> you're worry. here. Oh man. <laughs> I love <well, laughs> this is great. This is just <laughs> great. How well, Rick, you? we
0: loved having you. I a, that is Mr. Venancio. Ryan Venancio is here live with us. He's on the road touring, and he made the effort to show up to Boza 2022 on the Palazzo Podcast. Ryan. Where are you right now? You said you were outside Nashville before. Which, yeah. uh, by the way, we had a weather report from Nick on. We just got yeah. the
18: update. It might be a little wet there. So. Yeah, we've experienced lots of rain. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. Accurate live in, meteorology.
8: Wow.
18: Yeah, live in Nashville. It's uh, been raining for the last two days. And um, we just played our gig like an hour ago. Now meeting a burrito in the van. Dude, living
0: the life. I I'm a big fan of that. Tell them about the band. People don't know about the band with
18: Sales Ahead. Yeah, we're called the Sales Ahead. Uh, we're a five-piece band, uh, female vocalist, uh, progressive rock, I guess you can call it.
0: It's got an edge.
18: Yeah. Um, I like it. It's hardcore, prog.
14: Yeah, yeah. look
0: at Brock dropping the post-hardcore lingo. Wow. Oh, wow. I listened yeah, to
14: the yeah. new song last weekend several times. They got a new song out. You guys should check it out.
18: Yeah, yeah. Um, called Acid Redux. <laughs> wow.
0: Hell yeah, that's awesome, dude. Uh, how many cities, how many dates do you got on this little tour you got going on?
18: We're actually driving to Tulsa uh, tomorrow, which is going to be uh, not fun. Yeah, give me a, give me a weather update yeah. on Tulsa. <laughs> no. You know, expect
19: sh- scattered yeah. showers uh, on on April 7th in this area. And I think I think if you go co- towards Tulsa, you know, you might be chasing the clouds it might be a really nice little view for you. You know, just in the distance, you see that little rainbow coming trickling. Um, It's Ooh. a beautiful sight. Uh, you might be able to get that in Tulsa.
17: Like, I you
0: really, really it? It or, All right. We got to
17: get Nick a Bob Ross wig. Get yeah, whole exactly.
19: thing right there. Uh, I'm just painting corners, <laughs> though. That's all that, I do. Beyond
17: that rainbow. A happy little tree right here. Oh, of
19: course. A happy little called strike. You know, oh, mm. actually, I think you should oh, shave favorite. your head
0: like Al Roker. That's what you should do. Shave oh, I did, head.
19: That, I did that two years ago, and that's the last time I'll ever do that.
0: <laughs> uh, I just want to see you one more time. I guess oh, we have pictures no. to remember you by. Yeah, uh, exactly. uh, so we're, <laughs> we're supposed to talk about baseball. It's opening day. Uh, Ryan, what are you most excited about
18: for opening day? What is getting your blood boiling? Bobby Witt. I'm a Royals fan, I got to watch Bobby Witt for six months. I can't wait. How grateful <clears> are you that they actually.
0: Put him on the roster opening day, no shenanigans with playing time or
18: any of that jazz. It's awesome. Can't ask for any more. I mean, it'd be nice if Carlos Santana wasn't our first baseman. But other than that, I couldn't ask for any. No way.
0: Uh, You can't have it all. I mean, of course, Uh, Carlos Santana may be a deep sleeper OBP guy. If he can be a part of this lineup and still, you know, 25 plus home runs, is that still possible, Ryan, or no?
18: I hope he doesn't play enough to get 25 homers, but I I guess it's possible. Fair point. That's a very fair point. I want to see MJ Uh, Melendez and Nick Prado. I don't want to see Carlos Santana. MJ Melendez all day. Yeah. The
0: Royals have some of the most exciting young talent in the game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, JP, what are you most excited about for opening day tomorrow?
13: Oh, so much goodness. I, I want to see just... I want Cla- Clay to come out and just throw some heat. I just want, I can't wait to see like a ninth inning. Just I'm, I'm a big, like, just throw the best pitch you got, see if the batter can hit it. And so just watching the closures come in would just be amazing. Um, and I just want to see Luis Robert come out and just play 150 games or so. And I just, because the guy's amazing. He's like Byron Buxton. If Byron Buxton could actually play 150 games. So like I just I want to watch the White Sox and I just want to watch them be amazing and then watch the A's sell the rest of their team off.
0: <laughs> Greg, what about you? Opening day twenty twenty two. What's got your blood pumping? What do you What are you so excited about? It doesn't have to necessarily be tomorrow, but just the season in general.
17: I'm just happy that there's actual things to react to. I mean, all of a sudden, in the last month, everybody's a closer expert, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm an expert i just spend an enormous amount of time on it but it's yeah it's i i I bristle when i see everyone's hot take on a closer every so often i'm just like i don't even respond anymore it's not worth it (laughs) you stay in your lane i'm I'm just staying in my lane i'm not going to jump in any more of these conversations yeah is that true (laughs) yeah it's, it's it gets yeah i went down a couple of the rabbit holes i'm not doing it anymore it's not it's not worth my time oh
0: Okay, yeah, you're right. No, it you
17: know it isn't. No, you just no. Life's, yeah. Again, my again, my poor girlfriend. I, I told her I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be up there in a couple minutes. I'm working on two hours of sleep, but it is what it is. It's better than you're riding to Tulsa. <laughs>
18: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do not want to drive ten hours to Tulsa tomorrow. I promise you that. I'll be uh, Tulsa I got, Drillers. I say I got eighth grade
17: students tomorrow. They'll be going off the walls because wow. breaks a, a day away
0: oh, oh yeah wow. nothing like the day before break starts as a teacher nobody cares about anything you got to put a movie on and just get to break because it's in less than 24 hours that's usually what my experience was
17: you can't put a movie on and phys ed mike
0: really <laughs> come on
17: it's really ball. i mean that's Money really ball? not trying at all well yeah. they're off the walls though isn't that good <laughs> it's good it's just gonna be high energy it's, I, again, I'm running on two hours of sleep as we speak. So tomorrow's going to be—it's uh, going to be. You said eighth
0: graders. The key oh, term please. in there is eighth graders, Nick. Yeah. That, that is yeah. just uh, a whole Rage, other ball game as opposed to jumping off the walls
17: and yeah, raging hormones and all that.
19: They're stuff in that in right between here. period. Yeah, they're confused. Not, you know. Yeah, I coach those guys eighth and ninth. I I know it now. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: I don't need to tell you then. You know how that works. So um, yeah, but they're by uh, all right, Greg. Calls. You got this. I believe I'll,
17: in you. I'll be fine. But you know, the boys for you are by themselves. I got them in class with with girls in there so they gotta show off for the girls and then the girls have to be there and talk about what boy is scoring goals in handball and it's wow. all the yeah you got all of the social structure going on. It's just like just oh my God. Do they I'm talk i sure, just trying to make sure no one dies. Do they talk at all about which boys like know the best like weather patterns <laughs> at
13: all or like who like who can like not... yeah okay.
17: <laughs> they do talk about hair product. I don't <laughs> okay. know
13: about the weather. Well so. there you go. I mean you know just
0: well, Jason Eldridge in the chat says, "Is Scattered Showers your porn star name?" <laughs> that's a that's a winning that's a winning comment from the live chat. Thank you, Jason. We love you. What what have I showed up for, uh, uh, Gova? I didn't. Hey, man, this is from the sick minds of these viewers. I don't do that stuff. I don't know what they're up to. I'm just a regular Joe hosting a bozo fest. That's all I know. Uh, Brock, the sponsor, what are you jazzed for tomorrow, opening day? What's it going to be that got you excited?
14: There, there's so much. There really is. Uh, Matt Olson, Carlos Correa make their debuts in the new uniforms. Um, you got Stephen Kwan, Jeremy Pena and Julio Rodriguez uh, makes his major league debut. A couple of those guys, Cooper Hummel. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple prospects that I'm missing. They're making their debut. Um, there's a lot to be excited for.
0: Yes. We had a uh, baseball pods on earlier and he talked about it's his rookie of the year in the American league, Julio Rodriguez. And he said that, Baseball is at its best if you watch the videos of Julio Rodriguez calling his mom and telling yeah. her that he made the Seattle Mariners opening day roster. I got to check that out. I haven't seen that yet, but he said it was. Uh, it's what baseball is all about. Very good stuff.
14: Yeah, I. You know, we we trash uh, the M- MLB an awful lot, and obviously, rightfully so. Um, but one way or another, them and the MLBPA, uh, they they found a way to incentivize. Um, calling up these prospects, and I don't think we've ever had so many top prospects mm-hmm. making their Major League debut on opening day as we will be tomorrow and uh, and on Friday. Um, I'm just, I'm super pumped on that. That is so cool.
0: Yeah, it does seem like it's a new day. It's refreshing. It very exciting to see so many young guns getting the chance to bust out from day one. We almost had a twofer here, of course. Plazo podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. But... Uh, Mr. Riley Green got hurt, but he would have been him and Torkelson here live in Detroit on opening day, but we'll just have to wait. And, and it ended up in a way kind of being a strange blessing. Cause Austin Meadows came to town. I don't think they make that deal. If Riley Green's healthy, anybody disagree with that? No, no, not at all. Totally agree. So, Hey, you never know. Uh, Nick opening. day. Hi. What's hey, Mr. Weatherman scattered showers. What are you looking forward to it's opening day? You know, you oh, love baseball as much as anybody.
19: There's, there's us. so much. Uh, there are so many amazing matchups like Burns um, against, well, Kyle Hendricks, or you have Shane Bieber against the older exact granky, but the one I'm most excited for, I mean, guys, it's Patrick Corbin against Tyler McGill and Tyler <laughs> McGill might be throwing harder. And this actually might be like Tyler McGill being really good. And we didn't really don't really know yet because like the spring we haven't really seen much of it. We didn't really get velocity readings. But the word on the street is he's throwing two ticks harder like he could just dominate tomorrow. Then everybody is buzzing about Tyler McGill on Friday. Meanwhile, Patrick Corbin. I don't know. I got a soft spot for him. I feel like he's going to bounce back. And this could be one of the best pitching matchups yet tomorrow. So I can't relap certified. Ah. So So Patrick Corbin all star this year. Yes. Who else is the Nationals going to put out there? I mean, Juan Soto. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no. Of course not. I got to tell you, Bubba would agree with that. Shout out to KC Bubba. He would oh, completely yeah. support what you're saying. He was, he's on the Petra Corbin bandwagon for 2022. So, I mean, I would like to see him bring that slider back and dominate once more. But I don't know. Seems like it's a long shot. Oh yeah,
19: I, I, it certainly is, but I feel like it's still there. yet had increased velocity in the second half of last year.
0: Just gonna throw. Oh, Jaybird, shout out to Jaybird here in the live chat. He says Wainwright pitches a gem. That would blow my mind. That would really impress me. However, it's it is the, uh, April. It's, it's early. The
19: Pirates. It's the Pirates, of course. Yeah. Wainwright has the best defense in the majors. Kind of like uh, some of those
18: pirate players. I think there's some sneaky offensive value in Pittsburgh. Wait, Call me figure. crazy. Who?
0: Pittsburgh,
18: yeah, there's some fun players out there. Come on, ben, Ga- ben Gamble, come on. Yeah! Yes!
0: I'm telling you right now, Ryan, you just called your shot. Tomorrow, Ben Gamble, homers <laughs> oh. off of Adam Wainwright. Lock it in.
18: <laughs> no, I'm not locking that
0: in. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. I tried to get some Pittsburgh excitement, but it didn't seem like it took. That's okay. Yeah, JT Brubaker, there we go. That's right, Bobby yeah, Knoll
14: yeah I like
0: Brew Baker there was periods of time last year where he was really good and I saw more potential from him but i'm I'm a little suspect he got hurt too, and it seems like there was some blow up starts too that can really hurt his overall long term season value but there are you know there's definitely streamer appeal with Mr Brubaker.
19: oh yeah sure if he doesn't allow home runs, he's really good. It's just the sinker gets hit way too hard. The slider is amazing at times, but you can't trust it. Is no. that is that a typical
13: no. thing for most pitchers if they don't allow home runs? They're really good. It is,
19: but he okay. actually like did it's that cold, a lot. Cold. It was. Okay. It was, really, just, it was really oh, oh, oh,
13: I'm, I'm taking notes. I just wanted to understand. <laughs> okay, that's that's really good insight. Thank you. So yeah, yeah, he's actually don't, a, don't yeah. Give, don't yeah, give up caught... home runs. Good thing for pitcher Got it. Thank yes. you so much.
19: Can you tell Bruce Baker that because he does it all the time and it would well, not. Maybe be he's good. a
13: giver. You're just you know. Wow. Not giving me any DSLRs. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm not your grandma.
0: Oh, Grandpa Ron, we miss you right now. Uh, Edgy <laughs> said, "Am I reading this wrong?" He says, "I ended up with Brad Keller in a draft. Thoughts on the 25-year-old Braves farmhand who hit 163, 236, 325 in a ball." I'm familiar with the pitcher, Brad Keller, but I don't yeah. know Bradley Keller, the hitter.
18: No idea. You know that I mean? is,
0: no. Did he make him up? I mean, there's a Brad Keller and Ryan knows Brad Keller by the way since you are a Royals fan Ryan Bradley Keller has he got some sneaky value this year his ADP's you know falling off the charts this year but when healthy at times he had a solid solid caper nine and could really fool a lot of hitters
18: I'm not a fan uh, just because I want to see Jackson Coar and Carlos Hernandez I don't know I mean Keller could be like a decent five starter but I'm I'm not really expecting much from him. That's I don't not think what he did in you're the past excited? is repeatable.
0: I'm so excited for opening <laughs> day because of Brad Keller.
13: Yeah. Is Brad Keller still playing the hitter, not the pitcher? Cause I, uh, I don't see any stats for him. for.
0: Like yeah. 12. I don't know the hitter. I just know the pitcher. Seriously. He's six foot five, 255 pounds, according to fan graphs. That's what I know about Brad Keller, the pitcher. So yeah, the, the, yeah.
13: the hitter six, one, uh,
0: played
1: left field. Oh, yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, the AG, uh, AGI. So, uh are you leaving, Nick? Is it time to go? I got to go, guys. Nick, all, uh, uh, over go? under, Thanks over under welcoming. Byron Buxton, 105 games, over under. You taking the over or the under? Under, under. I want to be wrong, but it's under. Okay. We all know it's World under. Series pick, World Series? Uh, White Sox. Oh, okay. Let's go. All right. Hey, Nick, thanks for joining us on the first annual Bozo Thank Fest. You. This is your plausible Podcast debut. We'll have you on again yeah. soon, hopefully. It's always great seeing you, my friend. Thanks for being yeah. here.
19: Likewise, and oh, let's oh, do man. this for decades and decades. Right, Govia? As long as our blood is still
17: pumping, let's keep
19: it rolling, my friend.
17: <laughs> all right. Have a good night, guys. Night, Nick. See you, Nick. Yeah, I'm going to – Mike, I got to go, too. I gotta Greg. Get, I got to get a little I, – I obviously need beauty sleep.
0: So. Yes, you do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you look sexy to me, but – all right. So, World Series, who you got?
17: Um I think the Blue Jays will trade for a starting pitcher mid-season. I'm going with them. Okay, my man. It in. Uh, and I think uh, I I am going to I I think the Yankees will end up trading Chapman and I think the I think their season is going to fall apart. I just don't see them getting into the playoffs in that division this year the way it's constructed. Uh, what Damn! Just, Cashman's done nothing. Wow. Okay. except for they're like a they're like a they're like a softball team. They're either going to win like 11 to (laughs) seven or they're going to get shut out. I just I don't know. We'll see. But I I hope I'm wrong. Nice to actually see you in person, Ryan. You too, Brock. Nice to see you. Dap Scott.
0: (laughs) Oh, you got your sticker. We both got our reliever recon stickers here. Let's go. All right. Thanks, Uh, Dap. But yes, thanks to Greg Jewett. Make sure you guys subscribe to reliever recon. Greg, it's been a pleasure. We really thank you for your time. Good to see you, man. I haven't seen you since first pitch, me so yeah, uh, make sure I'll be we... in touch as always.
14: That's right. All right. Be good, guys. See you, Greg. Well, reliever right. recon, man. I am a sub. It yeah, is me too. well worth the money. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think
0: we all are. I think, yeah. you know, there's a lot of coverage at websites of bullpens and closers, but Greg kind of took it to a new level here with exclusive Direct emails with spreadsheets—that's what people want. And I didn't actually see the hole in the market, but he filled it. He filled it really well. Yeah, yeah it kind of reminds me of uh, Mike Curlin. Yeah, I just when, I just signed he,
18: up a.
13: Sorry, go ahead.
18: No, 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 go ahead. My, my shit's like lagging, so I couldn't. No, no, it's it 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 totally fine. I was to say that you
13: know the hole in the the hole in the market. I was like, you know, Mike Curlin started doing these lineup, uh, you know, uh, you know spring training things, and I didn't even think about that at all is kind of just a, uh, and he just started breaking it down with subs- obsession that it just remo- you know, that's another thing I subbed as well. I was like that and you know, the uh, recon, I, I can't even tell you how much money I spend on subs. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
13: it's,
0: it's, it's ugly. That's worth it though. We get to go direct to people. We have a Patreon applause, podcast. If you guys like the show and you like oh. what you see, we got a discord that's connected to that and there's bonus content and all that jazz. So if you like mm-hmm. what we do here, there are Patreon links at our Twitter feed, Plausible Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Just go there, and that's where you get everything you need to know. And Jason Eldridge is commenting that AGI, Aggie, who mentioned the Bradley Keller comment earlier, might be Rick's burner account. That sounds plausible. I would agree with that. Uh, we also have Jamie says, SP, Burns, Bassett, Sandoval, Caprellian, Bundy, Corbin, and his relievers are Barlow, Trevino, Wick. What do you guys think of my pitching? It's a 20-man league. A 20-man league, really? Wow. Uh, Boy, that's – uh Brock, what do you think of this? Instant analysis here. For a 20-man league, that's a dis- pretty decent pitching staff.
14: Um. Yeah, I mean, having Corbin at the back end is like – you could do a lot worse if he rebounds. Like Burns, obviously. You know, Bassett, that's a big, it's like, ADP, like – Six all the way down to like one forty. It's kind of a big drop from like one to two. Um mm-hmm. but then it it's kind of solid. I you know. I mean just having all those guys that are gonna be out there um every five days is kind of a, a big um a big bump there. Let's see, Barlow, Trevino, and Wick. What about Bundy?
0: Bundy in Minnesota. Is anybody somewhat excited about Dylan Bundy at a new field, the new place?
18: I yeah. think he is absolutely cooked. Yeah. Kind of oh, nothing, nothing to do with Bundy.
14: I didn't drop draft him anywhere. Yeah, I
13: I, I drafted him in my AL only. Uh, definitely have my fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's a before all star break type of guy. Like uh, you know, our our man Dick Mountain. Uh, you know, if you get him in the first, if you get him in the first, like you know, <laughs> three months, he's great, and then his arm falls off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Bundy, I think you're holding on to that prospect type that is 10 years old now. I, I don't know yeah. what we've seen recently. Although, I don't know, I saw some inside the numbers. I know his ERA was bloated, but his whip wasn't that bad last year. And if he's healthy, which I still don't know that to be the case, I do like target field for him. I like the AL Central, even though they've been a lot of improvements for several teams in that division, I still think it's a decent spot to pitch. So if he has anything, this is a good spot for him to be in in terms of getting wins, the field,
14: and the team he's on. Yeah, it's a lot of home runs. I, I think I like Griffin uh, Jacks better. Ooh. i think he'll, he'll take wow. the Griffin Jacks to take that spot.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I got Griffin Jacks on a couple dynasty teams. I mean, I'm hoping to see – he, he had that 10k outing last year. That's that's the first time I knew about him, and I was like, "Ooh, Griffin Jax, who's this?" Yeah. And that's what it piqued me at, my interest.
13: He's got such no. a great baseball name. I mean, Griffin Jax. I mean, that's oh, it's a, killer.
8: It's an awesome name.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. with an X too. The X right. makes exactly. it even sweeter. Exactly. It reminds me of that character Jax from Mortal Kombat back in the day. Yes. He was like a guy with steel fists who was used to be a boxer. <laughs> I think his name was spelled the same way: J A X Jax. Jax. Yeah wasn't there know, like a
2: clink flawless victory
0: <laughs> nice uh cubby no one wants to he's saying that hoping carlos hernandez's rpsp split no doesn't fuck him too much
13: look carlos hernandez is somebody i drafted i had the just absolute love for the guy and the guy just no he's not missing bats i mean that's the thing like he could throw just straight heat and but he's not missing, everybody's just smoking his ball right now. And so until he either changes an arm angle or does a release point or something else happens, I'm not touching Carlos. I was so excited about him before spring training, and then I just saw I, I mean, the, the, the velocity's there, but everybody sees where his ball's coming and everybody's just killing it.
18: Yeah, he's definitely a guy that needs to develop more, but that's why I want to see him pitch this year. I don't know if I like love him in a fantasy necessarily, but right. I think he's a guy that might like maybe figure stuff out and then might have a much better second half than first half. But I I agree with you. Like even watching him at the end of last year, he couldn't really find the strike zone and his fastball was a little too hittable, but he's got nasty stuff. It's just a matter of putting it together. But don't you think it's, the fact that he's getting
13: smoked in the first and second inning, he's not even getting killed in the second time through the lineup. He's getting killed in the first time through the lineup. He's not even fooling anybody the first time. Does, doesn't that worry you a little bit? Even if they do move in the relief pitcher, I mean, with that velocity, you're like, oh man, he could just you know close out an inning. But doesn't that worry you a little bit that he's not fooling anybody?
18: Not really, because it could be a multitude of things. It could be maybe he's tipping his pitches. Maybe he needs to do a, Maybe he needs to lead breaking ball instead of lead fastball. I just – I need to see more until I really – Isn't his fastball
14: you know, super flat?
18: Yeah. He has well, great oh, velocity, oh.
14: but it's a super flat fastball. That's
18: not good. Was um, he, easy, is he easy in to more or not? I, from what I've seen, I, th- I think it's pretty flat, yeah. I don't know off the top of my head.
14: He was like free money in DFS last year because, for whatever reason, DraftKings never moved him off of like five grand. Um, and oh, wow. he'd go out there and put up like 15 points every time. And it's <laughs> – you know, like allows you to cool. get like an ace, pair him up with an ace, and um, there's free money there. I don't know. I, I was expecting, like at the end of last season, I was expecting to be more interested in him uh, in draft season this year, and I, I don't think I ended up with him anywhere. But, by the way, I, you know, I looked a little bit more at Griffin Jackson, awesome name, but, you know, he's pretty terrible too. I keep looking at the twins. Like this team could be really good. That's the, most, that's the most subtle way to just destroy somebody. Like, it's,
13: yeah, it's he's he's terrible. very
9: bad.
14: He's <laughs> very bad but, but, do we think that there's a chance that they could still trade for Frankie Montas?
0: Oh. Why, 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 why
14: do you got to kick why you kick while I'm down? I'm still here, man. Yeah, <laughs> poor JP, the
0: Oakland fan here. You poor bastard. Oh, in, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
14: man. I hear you. I mean, it'd be I mean if,
13: it'd be, it'd be one thing if we we're trading for, like, amazing players, we're trading for, like, the twenty-six best prospect. I'm like, awesome, yeah, well great. Right? Yeah,
14: yeah. It does seem like they're – I mean, I wouldn't really know, but it feels like it's bad value on those trades. It is kind of a bummer, <laughs> you know, awful. seeing, like, your guys' guys go and, yeah.
0: I I know Russell, who was here earlier, Russell Withers, loves Kevin Smith. Oh, and I, I nice. like his bet. That's fun for you in Oakland.
13: Yep. Oh, I, I'm a huge Kevin Smith believer. I I grabbed him last year in my 30 team league, um, because he was, yeah, his prospect pedigree is pretty good. I thought he just did a terrible one year audition audition that he had, but yeah, I, I believe in Kevin. Um, I think him and and Tony camp are going to do amazing things in that lineup and I'd grab him anywhere.
0: Uh, um, Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, go ahead.
18: No, I was going to say, I really like Christian Pache on Oakland. Um, in fantasy, because his defense is incredible, he's going to play every day, and he's going to steal bases. I think he has a similar season to Manny Margot, maybe. So you think twenty steals for Christian Pache is in play? I think he can do that because he's probably going to play one hundred and fifty plus games because his defense wow. is so good. Okay. Wow. I love and they that. probably they probably trade they probably trade Loriao eventually now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, once he comes off the suspension, he'll look good, and they'll say bye bye. I, I see him as more of a trade deadline acquisition. Yes, I agree. Unless they keep Montas and Lauriano for some reason because they want to keep a couple of guys, I don't know. Seems unlikely, right, Cap Scout?
13: Uh, yeah, they're they're selling everybody, and I don't even know why they used hell out of those guys. If, if the price tag for what they just sent off is so low, I have no idea why anybody's still there or that even has a year of experience at Oakland. Um, we need a new owner. (laughs) Oh,
0: well, that's never going to happen. There's a lot of teams that need a new owner. You're definitely a high on the list. D Lou is my local boy here. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. That's right. He's my Detroit pal. I met him last fall at first pitch for the first time. He had these flowing white locks and he was this elder statesman. He was a badass. It was great to see you in real life, Dave, but he wants to know buying Perdomo in Arizona as keeping the shortstop job. Uh, wow. Wow. Anybody well, have thoughts on Perdomo in Arizona?
13: Well, short short term he is right. Josh Rojas is hurt, so um, I don't see I don't see him coming back very quickly. I, no, it was that, a
0: grade two oblique, I believe.
13: Okay, well, I, I mean I got a I only got a grade seven once, and I don't know. But... <laughs> yeah, grade seven really okay. <laughs> but you know I I, I think for Rojas isn't that big of a hill to jump over. Um, it definitely he could definitely you know take a hold of that. I think they want somebody to take a hold of that. And they, they would love that for don't take it. But right now it's 50 50.
18: He's definitely a glove first guy. Maybe yeah. he's like a, like a, he's a JP Crawford kind of guy. I don't know how good of, I don't know how good he's going to be in fantasy. Yeah. yeah.
14: That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's got a high walk percentage for a guy who doesn't have much power and who's glove first. Uh, I'll give him that. His OBP a lot higher than his average. A big disparity from two thirty one to three fifty one, and that was in uh, eighty two games, three hundred forty four plate appearances at Double A last year. But eight steals, six bombs. Eh, I mean, you know, an ISO point zero eight six. So you're not gonna, you know, get a lot of pop there probably. But you already said that he's a glove first guy. So right. uh, I mean, if he steals bags, and you need a steals guy. And he's playing every day. It's worth a shot in deeper leagues. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. I just said, wow, that was crazy. I said, the craziest deja vu ever. That was weird. Wow. It's like I dreamt that before. We were talking about that guy and those words I just said. That's weird. Has that ever happened to you guys? That's crazy.
14: There has happened so many times over, like, the last two yeah. years of my life. Like, it drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot now. Oh.
0: It's weird. I know it's bullshit probably, but it feels, I don't know, it's like this weird feeling that comes over you. And so they call it deja vu. I don't know if it's real or not, but certainly feels weird when it happens in the moment.
14: Like when we die, um, I don't know what's going to happen. And and I don't know that I really care to know what's going to happen after we die. Um, Like I don't really want the answer or anything. But I hope at some point, like after we die, at least can we find out what deja vu meant that whole time like what was that point? did we you did will not life talk about the arizona shortstop like just i'm gonna need <laughs> some answers on that the rest of the shit i don't know whatever it is well, what it is
13: if you could give me that answer and if i could eat food okay about three days after the expiration date that would be the two things i really want to know
9: so if i get those
18: two answers after i die oh. i'm good And let me know. Let me know why O'Neill Cruz didn't make the Pirates. Those three. Those three things. Yeah. Can
0: we we find that out? I think we know the answer to that one. (laughs) Money. I gotta tell you, it is fascinating when shit like that happens. And I'm with you, Brock. I want a few answers when I die too. I'm always telling people that. That's That's why you should enjoy the time you got now, because you never know when it's over. Sounds cheesy. Sounds cliche, but you really do not know. So live it up while you can. I say. Uh let's do a I think we're kind of getting to the end of this thing I suppose we had a lot of guests I want to get some final thoughts here, and we'll call it a day. I want to thank everybody who came on the show. and I mean, Daph's been here for a good hour at least, if not more, so I'm, you've been I'll a trooper, to, my friend.
13: I'm waiting for you to kick me off, man. I, I just assume no. you're, gonna like, you're like, oh, God, this guy keeps talking about weather. I swear to God, <laughs> he
0: <keeps me> on. <laughs> Yeah, you've never been on the show, so I'm so glad that you came on for this event. I've had Brock and Ryan on before. It's no offense to you, Daph. I love you. You're a good dude. Okay. It's just uh, – a. How do you decide who to invite next? I don't know. There's not like a We need like a system, a fantasy baseball guest system where they get filtered into a database and then we hang out with mediators to tell us, "This is who's up next." And then we'll just go from there. It'd be a lot like a, easier. For like me.
13: a like a minor leagues and then you do call-ups.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. Let's right. let's stack these shows and, you know, put more labels on them and that's create exactly. more divisiveness by separating them. I think that'll really help everybody.
18: Perfect. I love it. So so guy, you're the O'Neill Cruz of fantasy baseball analysts.
13: Uh, just wait. Love, just I,
18: waiting for the cola.
13: I am O'Neill Cruz's little sister that nobody's ever met. Didn't even know existed until right now.
0: <laughs> uh, OK, so. I want to get everybody's picks here for World Series style. So, Dap, who you got for the World Series? Give me the two teams and a winner.
13: I, I'm going to go Twins-Marlins because nobody's going to pick them. And I'm going to say Twins are going to win uh, just because why not? Uh, that way, when, when it happens,
0: I could say, I nailed that. So, yeah. Do I believe it? No. But I just want to say <laughs> Hey, get it? I, I want you to get on the record now. Thank and That's you. what the show's all about today. Getting on the record before opening day starts. Last chance. Yeah. All right, Brock. What do you got? Who you got in the World Series, baby?
14: Um, I, I mean, I, I think I'm probably you know if I had to just pick, I'm just going to pick the favorites, um, for obvious reasons. But I will say that the team that I put money on, um, I like the odds. the The Brewers. The Brewers are they were like plus fourteen hundred wow. to win the World Series or something like that, and wow. they they should kind of be up there like plus six hundred. Um, so I think um that's that's a good bet them. For that and to win the National League, I, I placed both of those bets. Um, I'm just seeing on Twitter, though, uh, this is pretty interesting. Ronald Acuna Jr. was just on IG Live, and he was saying on IG that he will not miss Freddie Freeman. Because they had friction. Um, uh, uh, Freeman didn't care when Acuna got hit by pitches, and he was overbearing, and he wasn't somebody that Acuna could ever talk to. That's what he said about Tony man right now.
0: Damn! Wowzers. How about that shit? That's pretty – you don't get that type of outward discussion about
14: individual players. Huh. Yeah, pretty crazy. Anyway, oh, so I, I was saying we should do a dong of the day. Everybody pick. Who's their pick to hit a home run tomorrow in tomorrow's matchup? It's kind of something that um, – I mean, I started doing that on Twitter and, like, 2015, we would just do Dong of the Day. Like, we would do it like every day. Everybody that played uh, DFS, we'd play like $2 DFS contest, and everybody picked their their Dong of the Day. So, I mean, I think the most obvious one is Juan Soto going up against uh, Tyler McGill. It's pretty an obvious mm-hmm. one there. McGill struggles with the left handed bats. So, Juan Soto, he's okay. Victory lap certified.
0: I like it. That's dong of the Day. This is fun. Uh, I'm going to go with how about Tyler O'Neill against JT Brubaker tomorrow?
18: Dog of the day. Good one, Brubaker. Homer-prone. I like I'm it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go rowdy to Les and Josh Bell. Oh, okay. Josh Bell got the ill communication
0: or not? I'm not sure. I like it. By the way, we have an update real quick, Dap, before we get to your dong of the day. Jason says that deja vu typically happens when you have experienced something similar, but it wasn't important enough to make it an important memory. So when it happens again, you vaguely remember doing it before. I've done many episodes of this show, so it's very possible that's exactly what happened to me. I just talked about another player, and it seemed like another experience from the past. So, And Patrick loves it. Yes, thanks, Brock. Dong of the day. He loves the dongs. Now I understand what he was talking about in the chat earlier and jason said so you probably made a similar comment before yes i i recognize that uh Bird's gonna go for his dong of the day is matt olsen making his debut for atlanta tomorrow he's gonna go yambo tomorrow Wow! all right who you got Depp? chapman
13: matt chapman all day long uh, he's, True. he's gonna be so excited to be out of oakland he's gonna Let's be go. in a hitter friendly stadium <laughs> oh, and he's uh gonna just destroy that ball I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits two two dingers. I mean, it's kinda of, he's he's gonna go crazy.
0: I love it. Uh the Blue Jays they make their debut on Friday, is that right? They've got the uh Yeah, yeah That's fine, it's opening day, it doesn't matter which day it is. The Rangers at home. That's a great pick. I like that.
13: There you go. I mean and the humidor. I mean, come on. Humidor!
0: <laughs> I need a humidor drop of some time. That definitely <laughs> needs too. to be in this show. Awesome. I also Tyler Molly, he's the opening day starter for the Reds, right? Is that correct? Yes.
14: And Reaver San Martin on Friday. Right. Yeah.
0: So Matt also would take Molly Yard, and Molly had much better numbers on the road versus Great American Ballpark last year. In fact, uh, shout out to my one of my oldest friends, Steve, who was watching the show. Shout out to you right now. And he told me about a ridiculous ERA that Molly had at Great American Ballpark last year. I did not know how bad it really was. So uh, he might pitch a lot better and not give up that bomb to Matt Olson, but who am I to judge you, Jay Bird? I, I uh, acquiesce to the more experienced pro like you. Uh, okay, Matt Chapman, by the way, is a guy that I have rostered heavily. I think at least 60, 60% of my leagues. I, I, I'm in love with Yohan Mankata at third. I always have been, but I'm trying to wean myself off of that because, I don't know, it just doesn't... The,
13: the itch and uh, the, the chafing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's like I, I mean what do you guys say? Like, Yoan Mankata, is he gonna be healthy and bounce back this year from the twenty nineteen that we saw, the historic Babip that he had in twenty nineteen, it was what, like four oh six babip, and he hit three fifteen for yeah. the year. Is that something that was a fluke? Or is that gonna happen again in twenty twenty two as the White Sox take it to another level? Anybody?
13: There's a thousand players on the White Sox now. I mean, it would be one thing if it was two years ago, but I mean, he's, if he if he hits a cold streak, they're not gonna let him just play it out. I just don't see it happening. I, I would love it. The guy is so exciting. He's another one of those exciting players, but I just uh, he's gonna need some leash, and I don't think they're gonna give it to him in the White Sox right now.
0: Not with that roster. Damn. What was
18: the question about okay. Moncada? <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, at this point, is yes, is Moncada the guy that he was in 2019, or is that just a mirage, a fluke?
18: I just don't think Maka- Maka is like a much, much, much better real-life player than fantasy player. I know that he wants to steal more bases, but he's like he's like a line-drive spray to all-fields hitter. He's not trying to hit homers. I mean, maybe he can hit for a decent average because he has really high line-drive rate. It's for a high average, but... I'm not a fan of Moncada in fantasy, personally.
0: Damn it! Okay, what about you, Brock? Any hope for Moncada to relive the
14: 2019 season? Um, yeah, yeah. I I I think the price came down um to a um to to a good spot um this draft season. Um, I'm pretty comfortable uh, where he was. I mean, there's. I don't have like some kind of secret read on him that, you know, kind of tells me what the future is going to hold for him. But, you know, if, if you kind of look where he is, if, if he's somewhere in between what he was last year and, and in 2019, um, I, I think he's a pretty decent bet for the price.
0: Okay. Well, Hey, we're not asking for secrets, Brock. I just want you to keep a real be yourself, but if you have any secrets to share, they're always welcome. On the Plaza podcast, we're all about secrets.
8: It's time for the Palazzo Podcast Draft Draft. Secret.
0: That was actually from an old show because the drafts are over now. Although you're DFS drafting, which is not really drafting. You're just kind of making a lineup. Uh, Anybody here? I know, Brock, you play DFS, right?
14: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not sure I'm going to have time um, this year. I'm not sure it's going to work out. I'm not writing about DFS this year for the first time in eight years, I think. Uh, it's been eight, eight years been a been a good run but um, yeah probably not this year it's too busy two jobs I have two jobs now. <laughs> Dude, you
0: took out a whole other enterprise, my friend. I hear you. I know what you got going on. So I respect that. We can only have so much time in a day for the fantasy analysis and our actual lives and our jobs and our friends and our loved ones. Yada, 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 yada. So I get it completely. Uh, Jason says, thanks, everyone. This was amazing with capital letters. You all rock. Really appreciate all the hard work you guys do to make it look like I know what I'm doing in fantasy. Well, that's what everybody on this show who came by today tries to do. You know, we love baseball but we also like the you know the community we get here we get to connect i mean i know all three of you guys now and i never would have known any of you if it wasn't for fantasy baseball and getting on twitter twitter actually has positive benefits i've always said this and i always maintain it it gets a lot of shit and people dump on it because they use it for the wrong reasons but if you use it for the right reasons you could really make a lot out of it it can be a benefit in your life it really can and there it yeah, is. there's like there's Great like job, three po-
18: there's there's three positives and nine million negatives, but the three positives weigh really heavily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your fucking point of view, Ryan. You're the best. Uh, so I guess uh, that leaves me. I'm gonna take the Blue Jays and the Dodgers in the World Series. I talked about it yesterday on the Prospect Show, which we do every Tuesday at 5 p.m. But um, yeah, I wanted to amend it and get the Blue Jays in there. I really think they got something working there, and if they can get out of the AL East which may be the most difficult division in baseball outside of the Orioles, then I think uh, they get a real shot. I don't know if they'll win it, but it just seems like it's the Dodgers' destiny once again. If the Dodgers blow it, which, you know, they have blown it a few times. They should have had probably more than one championship by now. I think it's fair to say. They've had loaded teams forever. But that's why we play the games, and that's why we do this. And opening day's will going to be tomorrow, so we got the dongs of the day on the board. I want to do... Who gives the best pitching performance tomorrow? Give uh, me the one guy for opening day who just hits lights out tomorrow. It could be an easy call like a Corbin Burns or yeah. you know, give me a wild card. Who you got, Dapp?
13: I'm trying to think who actually plays tomorrow. I'm <laughs> I got to look up. Oh man, uh, because
0: because
13: I got I'll i put got you on th- the spot. Yeah, I got Thursday, Friday. Um, oh man, who who
0: who's pitching? Ah, okay, give me a second. Give me a second. Come back to me. Come back to me. Well, look, we got a guest at the last second. We were just about to close out the show, but Robbie oh, yeah, just showed up as I was kissing the Blue Jays' ass. So how about that? <laughs> and then Ray Butler shows up. Oh, my God. Hey, the show continues. Oh, God, the, God, show God, God. <laughs> <laughs> the show never ends. Robbie oh, yeah, just showed up as I was kissing the Blue Jays' wow. ass. Wow. So how about that? Wow. Well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah check up. your uh, – hey, Well, I'm hearing the, the show in my head. Yeah, I don't know I if the the way, you guys uh, – Yeah, I hear Make sure you check your headphones and all that shit. Yeah, Robbie. Welcome, Robbie. Hi. Hi, hi.
21: We were uh, recording uh, dingers, and then we ended. And I said, "Ty, I don't know how links work um, when they're on my phone, but I want them on my computer. Can you help me?" So he did. So uh, that's how I I got to be here now, uh, thanks to the magic. But look, <laughs> see, I started the wave. Everyone's returning because do- they want to hang out with you, Gobier.
0: <laughs> you did you did <laughs> we were just doing our closing thoughts and uh we we're gonna do our pitching performances of the day and we gave our world series picks and our dong of the day and now here's Robbie uh Ray Butler's here Ben Palmer just showed up so wow Ray Ray welcome to the show Ray I've never actually had you on the show before so this is your Palazzo podcast
12: debut that's right I'm currently drafting a main event so what are you in uh we are in round 21 Hell yeah. I started, I've never started a draft the way I started. I started Corbin Burns, Liam Hendricks, and Zach Wheeler. Three in a row.
14: What were you like seven,
12: seven pick? Love eight? It. Five. Five? Yeah, I went I went Corbin Burns over Garrett Cole. Whoa. Oh, I okay.
14: I
0: like that.
12: Love it. I like that. And and Liam he Hendricks. Perfect. What was your third and fourth pick? Zach Wheeler third and first hitter? Julio Rodriguez. Julio in the fourth. Damn. <laughs> wow. My, my, my test, test is on the table right now.
0: Yeah, Ray, do. Hey, I want to hear more about that, but Dap Scout has got to run. Dap Scout has to leave us. He's been on the show here for like an hour and 20 minutes. I want you guys to all follow him on Twitter, at Dap Scout. Read his work. JP's doing incredible, incredible work. He has a unique wow. voice in his articles, and I want you guys to get connected with that. Thank you for being here. And, uh, hey, Byron Buxton, over under 105 games. Under, sadly. Uh, there it is. Yeah.
13: There it is. Thank you guys so much. Take care, JP.
0: Okay. I got, uh, sorry to interrupt. Back to I you, got, Ray Butler. I got to go. Oh, I got to go. Ryan's too, got now. to go, too. Ryan, uh, over, under 105 games on Buxton? Everyone's saying under, so I'll go over. Yeah, my man. Ryan's the shit. With sales ahead is his band. And he's writing at SK Playbook now with Mike Curland, Isn't that right?
18: Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. I'm probably going to do one article a week with Curland, one for Fantrax a week. Hell
0: yeah. Okay, cool. So, skplaybook.com. Check out that website. Ryan, great to see you, my man. Be safe on your
18: travels. Thanks for having me, man. Later. See ya. Wait, it's Kurland?
0: Yeah, uh, well, that's Kirkland. Venancio, and then Mike Kurland does the SK Playbook, and that's Ben Thank Palmer, you, by you. the way. Ben's here. Hello, Ben!
1: Hi! Hi. Nice. So, so, it's not Kirkland. <laughs> no, no. It's because this time, until just now, I definitely thought it was Kirkland, and I was like, oh, he screwed up, and then every, and then, yeah, now I know. <laughs> okay. I know. You know. There what? it is. You, you know what? Even at past midnight on what is now technically a Thursday, you learn new things. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ben, welcome. It's good to have you here. Uh, Ray was talking about his main event team. So, Ray, you went Corbin Burns over Garrett Cole. That's badass. I had Burns as my number one starting pitcher coming into the season. I, I mean, I don't think it's a huge separation in my opinion, but I, if you asked me, I would take Burns. So I'm with you, Ray. I, I support that move.
12: Yeah, it's definitely really, really close for me. Uh, obviously, ADP in the main events is going to lean towards Garrett Cole. Uh, for me, I kind of think I like the Brewers this year more than I like the Yankees. Uh, Division-wise, I don't think it's close. Uh, yep. And, and, you know, I, I always, when it gets down and the uh, the margin is so narrow, I always say, you know, what am I going to be able to sleep at night? You know, who am I going to pick and be able to put my head on my pillow and sleep well? And that was Corbin Burns over Gary Cole for me. Is this your first main uh, I drafted a main last year, came in third in my league. So this is my second one. First one this year. So, but your first one this year. Yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering no you way. Went
14: Garrett in another one. Like last weekend you went Garrett Cole. This weekend, you're gonna go Burns and kind of hedge. Like I heard. Right, people yeah. no, doing this Napa. is my
12: first, my only main. I, I drafted one last year, drafted one uh yeah. drafted one last year, drafted one this year. So
14: Moose.
0: Wow, yeah, the Moose is here. There he is. Uh, Ray, that is so bizarre. I said no way because you and I both did our first main events last year, and we both finished in third
12: place. How about that? Well, let's uh, let's both win our leagues this year. How about that? Yeah, serious. well,
0: that's the thing now. We don't have a lot of wiggle room to go backwards. We can only go second or first this year, and I would right. love, absolutely love that, and yes, I hope sir. that goes for both of us. Uh, we got a comment here. I want to mention this. Jason says in the auction championship, he got Julio Rodriguez and Torkelson for $2 each.
12: Mm. You know, uh, one of the things I figured out, you know, I intentionally scheduled my main event for tonight because in my mind, I wanted as much information about injuries, lineups, rosters as I possibly could have before I drafted. And now I've decided, I think next year, I'm going to do one of the earlier ones because a lot of the guys, a lot of my targets, their ADB has gone up the past couple of weeks more people seem to be on them now than they were you know when the vegas main events happened so i think next year i'm gonna go earlier and kind of take a chance at one of my guys getting hurt or not making a roster and instead you know perhaps give my guys in more affordable prices
0: that's a great call i'm completely with you i kind of thought about that after i was in (laughs) vegas and i'm like why did i do this now why didn't i just wait i mean brock was there me and brock were live that's we met in real life for the first time. Uh, how do you feel about doing it when you did it? Do you have any regrets about it? I mean, I know we wanted to go there in person and get that experience, which you can't really put a price on. But to raise point, if you wait a little bit later, you got more knowledge, more information. And in an overall, it does seem like a slight advantage.
14: I did so many drafts um, this, uh, this, this draft season already. Um, so two weeks ago, I was ready. Um, I, I was more than willing to leverage some of the news um, to try and use that to my advantage I got julio two fifty six overall um, got him in the eighteenth round. Um, I got Zach Gallen in the seventeenth round um for like i, I mean I, I know he's always hurt, but he's going in the eleventh round all draft season long and then you know he starts trickling down there and two days later he went and through like three or four innings in a spring training game like he's fine you know I got him in the seventeenth for no reason i I, I, I like to try and use it to my advantage, um, but I, I I definitely see um, Ray's point in you know approaching it that way too.
0: Absolutely, I I had the league behind me too. Zach Allen also went in the seventeenth round. It was crazy. I was bitter because I wanted that price. I was like, damn it! I, I need some
14: Zach Allen. Not uh, a definitely. target of mine, but yeah. No, right, you know, but he. It,
0: yeah. At a certain point, yeah, you're like, I got to do that. I got to get it on. I got to get it on. Other other people who are in that league. You, you know, have failed. Yeah, you blew it. Uh, Robbie, Robbie, you are the host of the Dingers podcast. We had your pal Ty on, your co-host earlier. He started it. You're going to close it out. And I hear you love Mickey Moniak. Is that true? No. No, I don't love Mickey <laughs> Oh, <Moniak>. he's lying!
21: <laughs> but if you want to talk about a better version of uh, Zach Allen, you can talk about Chris Bubik. Um who will be getting some Cy Young votes? All right. Uh, not as many as Patrick wow. Sandoval, who's gonna <laughs> win it all, but uh, <laughs> you'll see, guys. Um yeah, the, I, the the love towards victory lap certified. I, I just don't understand the, the gallon love when, when Bubik can be out there throwing now. The issue with Bubik is of course um, strikes, not balls. But if he's gonna if he's gonna have sal Perez helping this year instead of hitting 48 dingers we could actually see a good rotation in Kansas city instead of that, you know, shit show we saw of all the prospects coming up and failing miserably. Uh, it would be nice if Sal Perez was, you know, defensive catcher, Sal Perez. So, uh, but anyway, that, that's my take there. Yeah. <laughs> that must be Ray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
21: heard that. I need to who's the pick. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who's the pick, Ray? We got real time. This is exciting.
12: Uh, 326 overall i uh, actually going to go with a bench bat. I'm going with Max Kepler.
0: Hmm. Not worried about a platoon situation there?
12: Uh, I just think the it's a underrated amount of speed. Uh, he stole 10 bags last year. He might get eight this year. Uh, I'm in a little bit of a need for speed. I also think he hits for a little bit more power. He's never going to hit for a high average. Uh, But I have him around 275, so to get him – where I got him at three twenty seven, I'll take that every day.
0: Hell yeah! Live main event pick on the Palazzo Podcast, first annual opening day eve bozo fest. It's typically opening day on the East Coast. We just passed midnight, which is exciting. Uh, ben, you're on the East Coast over here with me yep. and Robbie. Uh, Ray, are you East Coast time or is it Central? I think it's Central.
12: I'm Central. I'm in West Tennessee.
0: That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Uh, Ben, what about Bubik? I mean, you know a little bit about pitching. Is uh, Chris Bubik someone
1: you're excited about? You know, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought much about Bubik, um, but I was taking a look at him now. And I I will say one thing I do like, I like a guy, as much as I'm somebody who preaches the, uh, you know, the usefulness of pitching backwards and, and having, you know, Good breakers and abandoning bad fastballs. I do like a guy who uh, has a really solid fastball and has some breaking or off-speed stuff he can work with. And Bubik does have that. I mean, his fastball last year was uh, pr- pretty great. I mean, it—you know—he <laughs> had a little trouble locating it. it. Had a pretty high walk rate, but I mean, it, it induced a lot of weak contact. Um, and then his changeup was a pretty nice little swing and miss pitch. So if he can kind of rein in the control control i guess of his fastball and the command of his changeup because it it got launched it had like a 250 something iso again so it it got launched a bit but i don't know he's got some he's got some raw tools it's it's definitely someone to keep an eye on it's interesting it's an right? interesting name i am curious though so to the talk of uh burns versus uh cole the One concern, and I love Corbin Burns. So, you know, obviously, when you're this high in like your top pitchers, you're nitpicking. But my one concern with Burns is that he is probably likely to go six frames or less more often than Cole is just because of the way Craig Council kind of does things and also because of the quality of Milwaukee's bullpen. So, I'm curious what if that is again it's nitpicking because you're talking like one and one a or one and two, but I'm wondering for you guys, is that like, that might be enough for me to take Cole over Burns, but it's, it's close. I mean, I could go either way.
9: (laughs) I'll
1: say for myself as a, as a
21: baseball fan and watching a lot of AL East and seeing how Cole handled last year and like, how the move to the Yankees was supposed to like be the end of, of him. He's just so damn good. He's so he Mr. Consistent and to see him come into AL East ballparks and still dominate lineups and get all the K's and do all the things. It's hard to bet against him. So like the ceiling for Burns is, I think what's fascinating to everyone is how much better can he be? But like the floor is all cool. Like he's, you know, floor is he's gonna, yeah. He,
18: yeah. that's
21: the advantage, I guess in that. And I'm a, I'm a big dynasty guy. Um, and like when Cole was with Pittsburgh and sucking, and then immediately after that trade happened to Houston, I was trying to collect him everywhere I could, thinking, well, he can't be worse. But like that's when value's low, just like Corbin Burns out of the bullpen, not going to be a starter. And then, you know, people go around and collect him then and take that chance. And those are the league champions. That I, to uh, catch now. I
1: traded away Corbin Burns in a dynasty league back when he was struggling. As and, did uh, I. <laughs> I. I actually, I think I have the trade here. It's it's an embarrassing trade, but you know what? I traded away. Honesty. Oh God, I can't believe I did this. Yikes. Okay. I traded away Corbin Burns <laughs> and Bryson Stott for Dansby Swanson. This was uh, probably this was preseason 2020.
21: Yeah. Oh, okay. There are yeah. worse moves to make. At least there, yeah. at least you got MLB player on your team, yeah. you know. So the long game.
1: Yeah. But, but now I'm like yeah. I'm like sitting there and I'm like, damn, I had him too. I had yeah.
21: him. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> traded him trying to win a league uh, one year and I forget whoever it was that I, I got back, but it was like eight innings of that pitcher. Oh, it was John Means. And then and then Means was like out for a John couple Means. weeks. Yeah. Okay. And uh I thought it was a good one. But yeah, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> and uh Govia, that's in the dynasty league that we're in together.
0: Um, you know, two times right. $49 million. You're two. Runner-up. Yes, of course. <laughs> Robbie always going. introduces himself as two time runner up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also, something important to remember with Garrett Cole talking about the AL East one of those ballparks is no longer oh, super yeah. hitter friendly yeah. anymore. A little bit bigger. A little it's bit bigger. Camden Yards with the left field extended out to about, I saw a picture of it today. It's like around 390 now. In left field, still low wall, but further distance, that park becomes a lot more neutral. I wouldn't say it's—I think last I heard, it's not really pitcher friendly, but it's not Coors Light like it's not the second right. best hitter's park in baseball anymore. Um, cool. And really, it was—it was just the <laughs> second best home run park in baseball, not anymore. So that just kind of you know, Cole's going to pitch a plenty of games in Camden Yards, and all of a sudden. He's not pitching in one of the best hitters parks in baseball anymore.
21: Yeah. And there's um, less of the Jays in Dunedin, less of the Jays in mm-hmm. Buffalo. It'll just be the the Jays in uh, Roger Center. So Roger Sky Dome. Dome.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I've hit laughs> Sky, Dome. Sky Dome is how I know it. That's I, the one time I saw the Blue Jays. I saw the Blue Jays play the Orioles in the Sky Dome at the time. And uh, that was where. My, my mother, diehard Orioles fan, so there's an Orioles tradition where during the national anthem, you shout, oh, when they get to the last, oh, say, can you see? Everyone in everyone the stadium mm-hmm. goes, oh, really loudly. So we're in Canada, and they're doing the American <laughs> national anthem. And my mother stands up and shouts, oh, as loud as humanly possible. And I swear to God, she was the only person in the entire stadium. <laughs> I mean, the hey, only. Good for her. I mean, it echoed. And there was a bunch of people looking at us like, were we, what's wrong with her? My dad didn't do it. She was alone, (laughs) completely alone. That's even better. (laughs) That's a true fan. You're doing
21: what you're supposed to do. And that's a true fan. I'm
1: sitting there, I'm like 13, like, oh my God.
0: Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet you were really embarrassed, especially if you're a teenager. Oh, we got a new guest here though. We got to say welcome to Chris Brown, my main man, my Detroit guy. He's live here with us. He talks about the Tigers a lot, Chris. How often do you talk about the Detroit Tigers when you? Yeah,
22: every thirty-five seconds or so. I uh, sorry, I muted myself because as soon as I turned this on, my dog went absolutely nuts and started grabbing a squeaky toy. So he we love dogs. Yep, there it is. There it is. This is
0: is a pro dog show.
22: I forgot about this until I saw you. You said that you're still on. I'm like, oh no. So yeah, I just wanted to pop in and say hello because I appreciate the invite.
0: Yeah, you know, dude, I've, I wanted to get everybody I've ever known in fantasy baseball on this show. We've not quite gotten there. We've had a nice, healthy showing, which I'm grateful for all you guys that came on tonight. Everybody was on here earlier. We had 10 deep. The max on a stream yard cast is 10, so we definitely achieved that more than once. But, Chris, uh, you guys do such good work with the Tigers. And for people who are trying to learn more about Tigers prospects, Tigers Minor League Report, you and Raj rogelio castillo who is your partner in crime and also a friend of mine does great work you guys are on the road together you guys go to erie which is the double affiliate for the tigers you guys go to toledo you guys are all i don't know if you go to lakeland i don't think you've gone that far yet but uh, i mean in terms of driving down there and driving back not exactly close
22: but raj went there last year he, he was down in lakeland at the beginning oh. of the year when when guys like gage workman were still down there uh he Sorry about the squeaks. You're, I
21: think it's bringing a lot. I honestly think it, the dog squeaks are. I mean, you know, a he big was for
22: like ten minutes, and so he's just he's coming in and lost his shit. Um, we were, we were in Toledo yesterday for for opening day down there, and so
1: that sounds like a person. That actually that that, that sounds like <laughs> you captured a uh, small fairy. Every day. <laughs>
22: It is it, it, there's that a pain. Is I mean, I think that's kind of the appeal for the dog, right? He wants it to sound like it's a dying animal. I mean, he sits. There are chipmunks that go on our front porch every day and drive him absolutely nuts. He yeah. scratches at the window. He doesn't ever learn. It's like it's like 45 minutes of every day, and it's he's never going to get those chipmunks, but he's never going to stop trying, which is uh, inspiring in some ways.
14: To be said for that. But, well,
0: you yeah. got to say goodbye to Brock. Brock's going to leave here. Brock's got to get to bed. He's been on the show for about an hour or so. Brock. Love seeing you, dude. I'm so glad we got to meet each other, even if it was just so briefly in Vegas recently for the main event. Uh, remind everybody who your dong of the day was for tomorrow opening day.
14: Oh, I went with the chalk. I'm going with Juan Soto. He's definitely going to hit a home run tomorrow. Yeah, that was an easy one. Aww, there were some good yeah. Calls earlier. But, yeah, yeah, that was fun. We'll do uh, more of those for the
0: you guys to get on the board yet. But, Brock, great seeing you. Make sure you guys all follow Brockness Monster on Twitter.
14: And, uh, hey, happy opening day, my friend. Happy opening day. See you guys later.
9: Oh, uh,
0: Brock. Yeah, Brock's the best. I love Brock. He's a really, really good dude. Takes care of his body too. Very sexy, by the way. Uh, so, uh, Chris, uh, that Chris, how do we little like little the necessary? Uh, like Jose, oh, Herreira it's so true. Oh, he works so hard on it. He works so hard on it, guys. I got to give him the credit. Uh, I want to say opening day for the Tigers. You're my Tigers guy here. Uh, what are you expecting for the first game? Do you think it'll be played first off with the weather?
22: I, I I don't know. Yeah. They're saying 50% chance of rain. Uh, if it was, if it's like it was uh, earlier today here, it's going to not, not going to happen, but I, I don't know, man, you know, they got mm-hmm. throughout the season with 10 straight games. There's not, they've already had to, you know, squeeze in those extra two series that were banged uh, for, you know, the lockout. I think they're going to do their best to get it played, but yeah, I don't know. It, it <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I was I went to opening day a couple years ago, and it was 32, 33 degrees, and I couldn't yeah, feel no, my...
0: that's f- par for the course up.
22: here. So yeah, it was not great. <laughs> uh, but, but rain makes that so much worse. So, uh, I don't know, just kind of crossing our fingers and th- that it might just uh, head a little, you know, maybe pass around Comerica Park somehow. <laughs>
0: Go no Tigers! All right, I won't harp on the Tigers any longer. I just want to know: Are you going to be on the Mize or Scooble bandwagon for twenty twenty two only this year? Who has the more productive fantasy season, Mize or Scooble?
22: Uh, You know, I, I would have. I've always been more into Scooble just because of the strikeouts. Uh, that Mize has that kind of weird. Just uh, you know, he's reliable. He, he hardly had any blow up starts last year, so like he's going to give you more chances to pick up wins, I assume. But Scooble, if he if if Scoogle gets right, he, he reminds me a lot of, like, Max Scherzer when he was figuring things out. Like, there are times when he looks unhittable. Uh, and uh, But he'll have these stretches where he he will take a pitch or two off and throw a fastball right down the middle at, like, 92, and then he goes, ah. So he's still learning. But I think you're going to get some games from Scoogle this year of, like, 10, 12, 14 strikeouts maybe, uh, in, you know, depending on what kind of league you're in. I guess they could help.
2: Victory lap
0: certified. There it is. You didn't call it victory lap, but I'm just making fun of you. Locking that in. I love Schubel over Mize this year, but I agree with everything you said about the consistency. Uh, let's go back over to Robbie. Mize or Scooble? I kind of want to know now because I know you know the Tigers a bit.
21: I do. I do. I I think uh, it's going to be Mize, but it's going to be like a boring win. It's not going to be the. It's the floor win. It's not going to be the exciting strikeouts because he just doesn't do it enough. Um, but there is a Kansas City pitcher that does, uh, Brady Singer, but. Um, <clears throat> He's what Mize hopes he can be. Uh, but yeah, you've got, you've got, and it's not like I'm a Kansas City fan. I don't know. I bought the hat because of all of the pitchers a few years ago. I just had to do it. Uh, and they've all failed miserably so far, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, oh. I, I like Detroit's lineup. You have failed. <laughs> the one thing they do have the ability to do this year that they didn't last year is get more wins uh, because that lineup around is going to be beautiful. And the Awesome Meadows edition, it's just, you know, we need some more Robbie Grossman average. That would be fun and exciting.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, I love hearing that. I'm excited. It's actually exciting. Tigers fandom is exciting right now. I'm going to go over to Ben. Uh, before I get to Ben, though, I want to drop this comment from my good friend, Steve, who's watching the show. He just texted me and he says, I clocked Ray Butler's accent a few dozen miles east. <laughs> like he definitely co-starred in Justified or was on the Trill <laughs> Billy Workers pod. I probably saw him at a Tyler Childers concert. <laughs> I don't know what half of that shit means, but uh, it sounds funny.
12: <laughs> Milan, Tennessee, population eight thousand. Oh, okay. Well, uh, my friend Steve, right. who texted
0: that, he lives in South Carolina, so he's a uh, he's down there in the South with you as well. <laughs> uh, how's the draft going, by the way, Ray? Uh, are you almost done?
12: Uh, we are in round twenty-five, so kind of hitting the home stretch.
0: Okay. Now it's time to take some risks, take some flyers. If it doesn't work out, you can always drop them and pick them up for fab.
12: Yep, some closer specs, some kind of deep deep cuts coming up.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Uh
1: Ben, what about you? Miser or Scooble? Uh definitely Scooble for me. Um and I think like by a good bit. Um I like I like Scooble a lot. I like I like what he's got, uh you know. Definitely has some problems, but I just I don't know. Casey Myers, right now, I just kind of, eh, you know, there's a lot of pitchers I'm more interested in, uh, you know, someone I'm more interested in. So one of my favorite pitchers that's going like late uh, in drafts, if not entirely free is uh, Zach Thompson, who is uh, probably most likely starting the starting rotation for the Pirates. Love me some Zach Thompson and I will take him, someone like him, for example, over. Casey Mize. Uh, I mean, Thompson had like a 3-2 ERA last year in 14 starts, and everyone's like ignoring him, and he's got a killer cutter, great changeup. And he got Uh, traded for um, his efforts. Got traded to the Pirates. He's going to start because it's not like the Pirates have like this star-studded rotation that's going to keep him out. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I think I got Zach Thompson in probably (laughs) all of my leagues, Maybe or most of them at least, but my, uh, my Tigers question though, Chris, when, when is Spencer Turnbull going to finally be the incredible pitcher that I know he can be, I know he's hurt, but like, it's going to happen, right?
22: Dog's still squeaking. Um, He just, you know, signed him to a two year deal to, you know, avoid the arbitration stuff. So I think that they believe in him too. It sure felt like it was coming last year. Finally, you know, this dude with we could never figure out what was going on with his pitches. It was like why is like everything's going the opposite direction it should, and, and it turns out like he was like you know just a, a seam shifted weight guy before we really kind of knew what that was. And yeah. yeah, he was throwing strikes like crazy last year. Got the no hitter, and then uh, I would expect I, I don't even know when he's scheduled to start throwing again. I think maybe August. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he can weasel into the bullpen in September if something happens. But, yeah, I think you're looking at next year as, uh, you know, the Spencer Turnbull comeback tour. And hopefully he's one of those guys who can avoid too much, uh, you know, growing pains coming back from TJ. But, I don't know. Sometimes guys never come back quite right or the control doesn't come back. So, we'll see. I love
1: him. I love him to succeed so much. He's one of those guys that, like, I've just been uh, hanging on to for like, I, I swear to God, it's been like three years now where I've been like, Spencer Turnbull is going to be good, but that doesn't always work out. I also had that with uh, Griffin Canning and, uh, you know, finally fell off that train, even though I love that. He was in sleeper articles for me for like three years. And then it was also, um, oh, who was the pitcher who was with the Marlins and then went to the Rays? Trevor Richards. Richards. Who had, who had the incredible change up. And I was I like, know this hey, list look.
0: inside and out, Ben, your top 10 most unhittable pitches at Richard's Turnbull. All these guys there. were on that list.
1: Yep. Yeah. Richards was in there pretty frequently. And I was just like, one of these days he's going to figure it out. And uh, was it Richard's not- curveball? Was it his curveball or change change? Up. It was Richards a change has, up. OK, has an absolutely filthy change up. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, but he's a bullpen arm now, so you still do that? Out. Like, do you do your yearly
0: like most unhittable pitches list? Do you do that? Every yeah, year yeah. still? yeah.
1: So I have every year I do the ten most chased pitches, so the ten pitches yeah. with the highest chase rates uh, from last year, um, and then I do uh, the top five pitches of each pitch type, which I rank by uh, PVAL. So I did oh, that okay. this year. The whole every every type of pitch, the top five of each pitch type. That was my
0: first me. introduction to you was those oh, with those lists cool. back in like 2019, 2020. I was yeah, like, Oh, I've what's this doing, Ben Palmer guy?
1: Yeah. I've been doing it for kind of like three, four years now. Most chase pitches, probably three or four years too. It's uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like it was that long, but it definitely was. Does anybody want to hazard a guess at what the most chase pitch of 2021 was highest chase rate? This is among like, Starting pitchers. So it was a pitch that was thrown a lot. It's not like a guy who threw it 10 times and got five chases, and so it was like a 50% chase rate. Any thoughts? Most chased pitch 2021. The pitch had a 49.6% chase rate.
22: Was it Gosman's splitter?
1: Good guess. It was not. Mm. Gosman's splitter was actually Alex Cobb's splitter was on the list. He had the third most chased pitch, believe it or wow. not. The thing, um, Gosman. <laughs> um, Gosman was not on the list.
0: Number one, it is. On so
1: I will give you kind of a hint. It's an obvious guy.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is it Burns?
1: It's not Burns.
22: Hmm.
0: I was thinking hint. maybe Robbie ready? Ray might be on the list. Um, not Robbie Ray.
22: There's was an
1: it is Jacob DeGrom's slider. Ah, Sorry, right, I guess. It's an obvious one. DeGrom's slider had a 49.6% chase ah. rate, followed by Clayton Kershaw's slider.
22: Oh, and, wow. De- I,
10: well,
22: thought I to go,
14: say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball?
22: I thought we were talking raw numbers.
14: <laughs>
1: oh. <Chase> rates, okay. <laughs> chase rates. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> Jacob DeGrom slider almost 50% of the time it got chased out of the strike zone. It's wild.
0: That's imp- I mean, Chris. that's not surprising. I guess it should have been that yeah. ob- You did say it was obvious.
1: <laughs> most probably the most surprising person on the list. I mean, you say Kikuchi slider was number seven, which is awesome. Ooh. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like Kikuchi a lot this year. Um, But yeah, I mean, he's, he had a top 10 most chased pitch. And uh, so did Pablo Lopez. His uh, changeup, Zach Davies' changeup was on the list. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's
21: hilarious. Yeah,
0: and it's Alex like a Wood's good slider. name, and
21: then something you want nothing to do with Alex Wood. I like. There we go. I'm okay with that. you. Alex.
0: Do you like Alex Wood? You sick fuck. Yeah. I
1: know. <laughs> Alex I know. Wood slider, and then Luis Castillo's changeup, rounding it out. Ah, uh,
0: cool. yes, yes. Tied that's with Miata
1: splitter, but we're not going to see Miata, so.
0: Oh uh, man. That uh, really I hey you talked about that bogus trade you made in Dynasty earlier, Ben. I will yeah. admit that and I've talked about it on the show before for those of you that listen or watch. I traded or I didn't trade, I kept Kenta Maeda over Corbin Burns going into last year, going hmm. into twenty twenty one. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. <laughs>
1: Maeda um, I mean, had that like absurdly ridiculous year, didn't he? That was like yeah, it was like twenty twenty I mean, where he just
0: Yeah like it lit a short it season, on.
1: but and then twenty twenty one, he crashed.
22: <laughs> I have a buddy. Where I am not a deep fantasy player like you guys. I, I have I've had a league. I basically one league I've been in for like twenty five years. Whatever. It's it's a very basic. There is sixteen teams. We have full keepers <laughs> every year. We just it's like if you want to rebuild, you either have to like you know trade your prospects for veterans or vice versa. And my buddy was offered Bobby Witt Jr for Keston Hira straight up last year and turned it down.
9: <laughs>
22: Whoops-a-daisy. Yeah,
0: that'll happen. Hey, well, mine's still pretty shitty. So I also didn't keep Shohei Otani last year going into that season, and I loved him. It was so stupid. I thought I could get him back in the early rounds. It was an eight-keeper head-to-head league, and I thought I could get him early on. And uh, Actually, Steve, who's watching who just texted me earlier, he sniped me on Shohei, and now he's a keeper on Steve's team for the next five years because there's no limits on keepers in that league. So and Robbie, you know a lot about that. I mean, you have had so many experiences in your dynasty leagues where you probably did things you wish you hadn't done, but you've also probably won over several trade offers. I bet you've gotten the best of several people.
21: The, the fun part for me is always finding the guy that uh, the Drew Rasmussen before he starts. When you see that he's he's now in Tampa Bay and then you find out that there's a backstory as to Tampa Bay drafting him and trying to do all these things, you're like, I bet they really like him. So then you go and get him for nothing because he's just an RP that was on Milwaukee doing nothing. And you're like, I, I think there's something here. And then that's the dynasty trade. Those are my favorite ones. Or like uh, Ramon Urias with Baltimore, where he's sitting out there in your prospect draft and nobody gives a crap you're like, you know what? Baltimore's so bad. He's not just going to get an opportunity. He's going to get like some leg to this opportunity. And then you just, you roll those guys out. It's the, it's the win ugly approach. None of my teams look good by design. And then I continue to win because slowly, but surely they, those players, you know, they, they emerge and then you have an ugly looking rotation. But uh, two years from now, it's Alcantara Bieber. And I don't know, go look at my team and to be named later. It's the rotation is scary. And then it's now That'd headed so by Scherzer. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you're incredible. Everyone knows it. I bow before you, Robbie. <laughs> oh, yeah. hail RobbieBaseball.com. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh, oh whatever, whatever. It's going to be
1: better. I promise. I know they're bad. We're <laughs> not going to lose yeah. 100 games this year. I hope. That's right. Let's just keep, hey,
0: Tyler keep Wells. rebuilding.
21: Tyler Wells. I was so excited for him to be the closer, but I'm perfectly fine for him to be the piggyback rotation guy. Maybe, you know. See you want to know my
1: my dark horse closer candidate for the Orioles? Felix yes, Lopez. yeah, Yes, oh, there it really. is, ba- Bautista. Here's okay. why: he, if he can rein in his control a little bit, the guy throws like a closer. Throws about 100 miles an hour. Has a pretty nasty splitter. He's got a he's got a nice it, it controls a little bit of an issue, but. I don't know, man. We've seen Jorge Lopez and oh yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's rough. Not great. It is rough. <laughs> We've seen Dylan Tate. Don't forget awesome Cesar enough.
0: Valdez last year. What's rougher than that? I mean, the guy was throwing like 78 miles an hour. It was insane. Yeah, he
1: was throwing that little that little goofy changeup, which I did love to watch. That was like really it was, it was really a miracle.
0: Weird. People kept uh, asking me yeah. advice about him early in the season. I'm like, G- "Get whatever you can now. Bail now. If you get out of this now, this thing is going to implode any day. And then by May, yes, he imploded. It was the end yeah.
1: of Yeah. No, but my that's my Bautista's going to be in the bullpen um you know he looked really good in AAA last year, or in the minors in general last year. Um, that reminds me of Buck Martinez, by, by the way. AAA, he looked really good. Bautista, Bautista, um, oh, big wow. strikeout guy, just has a killer fastball. Bautista. and a, and and a pretty pretty solid splitter. And if he can control that fastball a little bit, it's like I mean, it's like a you know like a seventy grade fastball. It's a great fastball. And that splitter can be a useful breaker. That's all you need is just those two pitches. Um, so, yeah, uh, that, so ben, that's
21: my Carlos course candidate. You're telling me Felix Batista is my uh, Garrett Crochet replacement when the Sox finally put him on the IR <laughs> and I go pick him up and no one's watching because he is 0% rostered in fan tracks. So Felix <laughs>
1: Batista, it, I don't think he's day one. But I think he right. But I've got I've got Be time. shocked if he ends up with some saves.
21: This you I, probably I can't see it. available like, everywhere. Those are <laughs> those are <defined laughs> dynasty leagues available. Yeah, and then he, some a hole picked him up in one dynasty
1: league. He's mm. he's my I I could see it. I I think the I think Jorge Lopez or Dylan Tate probably has the job right away. Right, but like the they're both um, very bad at pitching. Um, which is unfortunately their job.
21: <laughs> Super <laughs> important to that role too. Super yeah. important.
1: <laughs> well, and here's the thing, though, with like Dylan Tate, what is what is Dylan Tate good at? He throws a really hard fastball that he has no idea where it's going, and he has a slider that's pretty decent that he has no idea where it's going. You know, that's gonna that's gonna get him out of a closer job real fast. And mm-hmm. I mean, Bautista, it it comes with a big if, and the big if is controlling that fastball. If he's throwing 100 miles an hour, but it's all over the place, doesn't matter. He's, he's not going to have the job. But if he can, he has – when I look at these kinds of pitchers, I want to see raw talent. And then raw talent can be refined. And a team like the Orioles now, thank God, has the staff and knowledge to refine pitchers in a way they didn't have before. Now that Michael Elias is there and they've got they've built up an analytics department and everything. So, Bautista has the raw talent. If he can rein in his control on that fastball and make that splitter somewhat consistent, I could see it. I could see it. I think he, he just, he looks, his stuff, he looks like a closer to me. More than Jorge Lopez does, more than Dylan Tate does. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. It's important. Appreciate it. That's a good
21: one. Yeah!
0: Hell yeah, that's good stuff right there. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you, uh, Michael Fulmer going to usurp Gregory Soto, in your opinion, as
18: the closer? God, I hope so.
22: Boy, I don't know. It's tough because... So I was just looking this up today. His fastball this spring is 91.9 miles per hour, uh, whereas last season, in the regular season, his slider was 91.2 miles per hour. Uh, He also... He wasn't throwing very hard last spring either, so this just might be part of his process. And once the adrenaline kicks in, he's starting, you know, mid nineties again. But uh, I don't know. He's an interesting guy because he's another one who who doesn't necessarily miss as many bats as you would think so, or it was, as you would think, because the, the fastball got up there last year, but his strikeout rate rate wasn't as good as Soto's because it's really more of a two seamer, uh, and he kind of gets by by having a starter's arsenal and, and uh, you know, big velocity there at the back of the bullpen. So I, I don't know. I, I guess the the dark horse there to take saves from Soto would be Alex Lang, who also mm-hmm. throws, you know, his fastball average is 96, but his fastball gets crushed for some reason. Uh, I don't know if it's, the, you know, the, the shape of it or whatever, because it's got a you know decent spin rate and decent velocity. But his changeup and his slider curve are both pretty damn good pitches. So if he can just kind of, I don't, I don't know, you know, pitch backward a little bit more, he might be able to, to take that role. But, I, I, you know, A.J. Hinch named Soto his closer, but he also then said, that doesn't mean I'm not going to use him in, like, the seventh inning if I need to. So, I don't know. Yeah, Hinch might just be your enemy there rather than any of the pitchers.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very possible that'll be yeah. the case. Uh, I would still think Fulmer could be the better guy by the end of the season. But, you know, if Soto can actually be consistent, and stay within what he's a two-pitch pitcher. It's very simple. Lefty closers aren't always the most popular or successful, but I don't really buy into it being just because he's a left-hander either. Billy Wagner was an amazing pitcher, but Billy Wagner also had incredible stuff, so it's not really fair for me to make that comp. Uh, I got to tell you guys, I'm going to have to wrap this show up because I have – homework to do believe it or not it's due by 3 a.m and it's a quarter to one right now on the east coast we've been on the air for two hours and 42 minutes which is awesome but i want to get quickly because it's opening day and this is a celebration it's the first ever Plaza podcast bozo fest where we just you know talk about baseball that's all it really is it's not really that clever at all and it's opening day so i'm gonna go around and i'm gonna ask you who you think is gonna be the big big Dominant pitcher of opening day. It could be Thursday or Friday because they're opening days for certain teams. And I want to know who's the starter that will be the most shining example of what pitching is all about for opening day. Robbie, I'm going to start with you, put you on the spot here. Give me the starter who shines brightly on opening day 2022.
21: I'm going against my, my blue blood here, and I'm going with John Gray because everybody's excited to see him not be part of Colorado Rockies. But he's going against my Blue Jays so coors. Uh, yeah former coors um now he's more like a bush light what would it be in texas what would the texas beer be yeah lone star uh, state there's got to be a beer well, anyway <laughs> there's uh, a lone but, star but, beer there used to be anyways gotta be cold 45 right <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> a lot of sense wow
0: oh right? <laughs> well, yeah, way, that, davy lou's been guy. here the whole time he, Davey Lou, I hope you know Chris Brown or Rogelio Castillo and what they do because Dave's a local Detroiter. I met him last fall. I mentioned this earlier on the show, Chris. And he's been on the he's been watching this whole damn thing. That's amazing, Dave. Good on you. So you're going with John Gray then, huh, Robbie?
21: Going with John Gray. And uh, you know, if I'm wrong, I still win because then the blue jays probably do. So there we go.
0: Oh, that's yeah, okay, you're cheating, but that's fine. I, no, I no, will allow that. I still
21: want to, uh, I own more John Gray than I do blue jays, or I roster more John Gray than, than blue jays. So yeah.
0: Sure you do. I mean, it's finally unleashed free of that burden, of course. I'm with you there. I love it. I was in the John Gray fan club for many years, and it never worked out. Uh, Ray Butler, uh, how do you see opening day for an elite starter or maybe uh, an average starter? Not every starter who's starting on opening day is the best pitcher on each staff.
12: Uh, I'm interested to see McGill tomorrow night um, against the Nationals. I think that's a really interesting name, but I'm going to go chalk. And I'm going to go Corbin Burns, dicing up the Cubs. I think that's that's a fairly easy one. It's, I just drafted him in my main event, so, I'm I, of course, I'm on the bandwagon, so I'll go Chalk. Dice is hey, up the <laughs> inning.
0: Not wrong going Chalk, Ray. I love it. I, are you almost done? you still drafting, by the way.
12: Uh, 29th round. Got two more picks.
0: Ooh, okay. Who was your last pick? Can you share your last pick?
12: Uh, I just got uh, the horrific Jorge Lopez. <laughs> just well, oh, he's he's I mean I can
16: like, can look I hit. want them to
12: succeed. I'll, I'll take saves any way I can get that, them I don't care if yeah. I have to take a hit in era if I have to take a hit in whip give me a couple saves early in the season then we'll give the job to Felix Bautista just give me a couple saves before that
1: I sure hope so <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so funny that's how that worked out we're talking about him uh Ben what about you who's your starter of the day for opening day 2022.
1: I like, the, I like the McGill pick with uh, that new cutter he's got. I'm really curious what it's going to look like. Um, I think Burns is the obvious pick, but I'm going to go with the one who I want to be amazing on opening day, and that's Zach Granke back in a Royals uniform Ooh. against the Guardians. I would love to. I think it's possible uh, against the Guardians lineup. And, uh, boy, wouldn't it be great? To see Zach Greinke back in a Royals uniform just dominate on opening day, like that would just be, it would be beautiful. That would be perfect. So that's that's my hope. I, would love I think that. Burns is the obvious one. Against the Cubs, I think he's going to just own them. But I'm going to go with Greinke. I
0: love it. I would love to see Zach Greinke, twilight of his career, doing what he did where it all started with that 70-mile-an-hour curveball back in the day. That's good stuff. I like that. <laughs> uh Chris what about you who you got as a wonderful option opening day starter who shines through
22: well if I can skip Thursday and go to Friday I'm gonna pick Aaron Nola against the A's it's the A's and I don't know if Kevin Smith inspires a lot of fear I mean I know he's had a decent spring but uh I don't know. and you gotta worry about the Phillies defense a little bit but that's nothing new to Nola um I don't know I Uh I think he'll pitch I think he'll pitch pretty well against that lineup
0: That's a solid choice. Can't go wrong with Mr. Aaron Nola. I'm going to go with you Darvish against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. I actually don't think the Diamondbacks are as terrible as they were last year or as people think they will be this year. However, in this situation, I'm taking you Darvish as an elite starter who I think was somewhat of a value. I took him in the main event as my number two starting pitcher around like 74. I think I took him 74 overall. So, I expect Darvish to roll and set the tone for a new day, a new Padre season with Bob Melvin leading that squad. No more Jace Tingler and, you know, disrespecting his own players and leaving them hanging out to dry (laughs) and all that shit that he was involved with. Not a very good manager, I don't think, Mr. Tingler. It didn't work out, but that's my two cents. All right, now real quickly, too, I want the dong of the day. We did this earlier, so I want to get everyone, give me a guy who's going to crank a dong, on Thursday or Friday, opening day, we'll go with Ben first. Give me a guy.
1: I'm going to say Manny Machado hits one off Madison Bumgarner. Mm, that's a fine choice. That's an excellent choice,
0: actually. Same game. Uh, Jaybird says, no Wainwright love in the comments. Yeah, sorry.
1: Dude, anybody... Wainwright is so confusing to me. It is so strange to me that his little like 88-mile-an-hour sinker was so good last year for no good reason. I mean, like, for a good reason, <laughs> I guess. It induced a lot of weak contact. But, like, I don't know, man. He's 40 years old and suddenly turns in the season he turned in last year. I don't know. He's confusing. I have no clue what to – I truly do not know what to expect from him this year at all. He could do exactly what he did last year, and I'd say, okay. And he could do – you know, have a 5-5 ERA, and I'd say, sure, that makes sense. I have no idea. <laughs>
0: I can tell you what to expect. Uh it's garbage. He's not gonna do what he did last year. If he does it again, it'll blow my mind and I will I will do anything. I will do whatever deed I need to do to pay <laughs> homage to the amazingly, incredibly Our still rolling in the
1: comments to say something that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Seriously. It would blow my he mind that much, Ben. It really would. Something. Someone say something. Yeah, I'll eat glass,
0: whatever, you know, something crazy. Uh,
1: Whoa, whoa. uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I immediately regret saying that out loud. Uh, Ray Butler, let's get Ray's dong of the day for opening day. Who's going to be?
12: I'm going to go Bryce Harper lowers Frankie Montaz's trade value a little bit. Smacks one off him on opening day.
0: That's a, that's a fine joke. We'll see if the splitter is working or not for him early on. might not be a uh, Robbie B Robbie baseball. Give me your dong. Is it going to be a blue Jay? You got to give me a blue Jay. No,
21: right? I'll, I'll go to the NL. Let's do Hunter Renfro. Cause I, I think good things oh. are coming for Hunter Renfro and uh, Cubs. I know they've got that veteran rotation, but it's not good at the baseball. So <laughs> uh, give me Renfro. Not a Drew <laughs> smiley believer this year. I am not
22: drew smiling
0: about that. No what <laughs> oh, we chris brown who's your dong uh
22: let's let's go with uh the newly paid jose ramirez against zach rinke leaning on oh. one <laughs> no i don't you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ruining a good story it doesn't mean he can't win but i think jose ramirez is gonna you know
1: it'll be a solo home run it'll be the only hit of the game
22: <laughs> yeah there.
0: <laughs> there it is yes yeah That's well said, Ben. That's well said. Uh, Chris, while you're there, then uh, World Series pick. Who do you got in the World Series? Give me your winner.
22: Uh, All right. Well, no pressure. Yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to just say the Dodgers, right? (laughs) They'll take the Dodgers over Seattle.
0: Oh, I like the Seattle. Let's see if they can make the playoffs first. But I would love to see that, Chris. I absolutely would enjoy that thoroughly. I'm I'm pro Mariners. I I'm rooting for them. You know, it's been a long time. Uh, Robbie World Series pick.
21: I got the Angels beating the Cardinals.
0: <laughs> oh, <Otani>, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually I've said on this podcast at least five times over the last month. I think the Angels will actually make the playoffs. I can't go that bold, but I really, I'm with you to a certain extent.
21: They can't be that bad again because they have too many good hitters for them to all be hurt or bad. Um, Yeah, so maybe they'll beat Seattle in seven, you know, something like that. Because I love me some Mariners this year, too.
0: Yeah, the AOS is a lot of fun, Uh besides the Astros, of course. I'm with you. I love it. That's that's what this show's all about, man. Opening day fever. You just gave me chills with that pick. I like it. Uh Mr. Butler, Ray Butler, who you got in the World Series?
12: I'm going to go with the Blue Jays over the Dodgers. Cool. Chalk the NL, but Blue Jays, I think uh, they've got the rotation to do it. They obviously have the offense to do it, I think. Uh, they've got a couple of underrated pieces in the bullpen. I think they add to that before the dead bond and go on a run. And that's a fun team to go on a run to.
0: Hell yeah. I, I, I would love to see that, man. Uh, Blue Jays, when they were doing their thing in the ALCS back in 2015 with Bautista and the bat flips, and that no, was a no, – I mean, you no, were there, that Robbie. Fun. That was a wild scene. I know no, Ben didn't like that because he no, was an Orioles guy. Because
1: yeah. goddamn Buck Showalter wouldn't put – Zach written in. in a Look, you don't need to play the game. matchups, okay?
21: <laughs> yet, I mean,
1: but here's the thing, though. Real quick, Ubaldo Jimenez, of anyone, I mean, they pick someone out of the, the crowd contract. instead of putting Ubaldo Jimenez in at that point. Have Have Chris Davis pitch. Jesus. I, yeah. He wasn't small. ready That's to pitch,
21: pitch yet. He wasn't ready what? to pitch yet. Yeah. No.
1: I just
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I'd feel bad for you, Ben, but you knocked out the Tigers in 2014, so I don't.
1: Oh, boy, and was that. Uh, I still will watch the Delman Young double. Someday.
0: Delman fucking Young. So stupid. This guy can't. I will,
1: <sighs> the only I, good thing Delman Young has ever done. I will watch that. So if I'm just feeling down, sometimes I'll just go to YouTube and look up the Delman Young double and just watch it. That's I know, that. Yeah. that's and the mile high miracle, Ravens, and Broncos. Those are the two, those are my two sources of joy in sports just randomly on
11: YouTube.
22: There's there's nothing scarier in the playoffs than a hitter who swings at everything. Because sometimes <laughs> you make contact. Delman Young's playoff stats are like amazingly good for the compared to the rest of his, his career. Because he swings at everything. And I don't know, guys, we're trying not to put him on base for some reason. And there you go. Oh,
0: oh what a beautiful. Oh, man. Hmm
1: incredible
0: incredible moment hashtag sad yeah that's a bummer
1: all right and uh ben who who you got in the series give me a world series of brewers versus blue jays with the brewers winning
0: i would love that if we got a brew crew blue
1: jays world series i'd love that
21: yeah i like that you guys uh, are all about the jays that's great i it's making me feel bad being a fan
0: (laughs) no, you're not supposed to pick your team. You got to be paranoid. You're supposed to do that.
1: Cynical, especially as a Blue Jays fan.
21: Gotta be cynical. And having watched Ryu pitch, and having seen Gosman's second half, I've got concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I watched
1: plenty of Gosman. Don't worry. uh, (laughs) That's that's where it all began. That's where it all started. Yeah, you signed the first part. Yeah. I remember. That's what I'm concerned with. Is that yeah? Kevin (laughs) Gosman and Dylan Bundy were the saviors of the Orioles. That's you know, right. No, you know what I do remember, Jake Arrieta. I went, to, I went to, I went to an Orioles fan fest, and they had a panel where they said the future of the Orioles. It was the five, the pitching rotation. It was Jake Arrieta. It was Brian Mattis. It was Brad Burgesson. It was Chris Tillman, and um, oh man, I'm blanking on the fifth guy. It was like part of this like crew of young guys they're like this is the future of the rotation and yeah that all turned out great Brian Mattis can't miss can't miss with that guy it's going to be a star Mm. (laughs) you
22: have failed I remember the, the Bedard Cabrera there was another arm in there that was supposed to be big too Standard.
1: Yeah, yeah, in that five, I, I wish I could remember who it was, but like yeah, Brad Burgesson, who was good until he got hit by a baseball, and then like that just derailed his career. But Tillman, uh I well, Arietta kind of turned out he turned out well, I guess. But uh for oh, the yeah. Orioles, Tillman was the only one who turned into anything.
0: Right, and it wasn't even that. Yeah, right. and it wasn't hey. even it
1: wasn't
0: that. <laughs> that is a uh, what could have been. That's a big what if in baseball history. If the Orioles could have handled that differently, or if those guys just weren't who they were, who's to say for sure? All I do know is I love doing this show. This was a ton of fun. We did almost three damn hours. Opening day fevers at a. High pitch right now. I want to thank Ray Butler and Robbie Baseball, Ben Palmer and Chris Brown and all the other dudes and dudettes who came through here today. All you guys who commented in the comments, the live chat. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted it to be, and I would do it for four more hours. But life goes on, so I thank everybody for the Plaza Podcast original debut. Boza Fest, opening day eve, 2022. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Plaza Podcast, 2Ls, two 2Zs. Two and that's where you can find it all the information two. you need to know about the show. And anybody else that you saw on the show, go back and follow every single one of these people. It will only enhance and improve your fantasy baseball knowledge.
21: Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Go here. Yeah. Right lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you.
0: Yeah. And I know you're as anxious
21: as I am to get into close action we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap that will test our nerve and discipline will count just as much as courage the Acheron is a tough nut to crack more than twice our guns more than twice our numbers and they will sell their lives dearly they mean to take us as a prize <laughs> and we are worth more than undamaged their greed will be their downfall England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs)
0: Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
4: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.